This is Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale. The makers of Pecorino Cottage Cheese are proud to present the Uncut Wonder Boy of the Airwaves, Jorge Rodriguez. The self-hating Julio, who doesn't hate himself, but rolls back the cheese to dispense his wisdom upon you. That son of a bitch, what kind of sick weirdo is he? Would you like to throw away your dog friend's kiss or maybe your wife? Well, go to the convention hall where a license and a gun is easy to find. That's right. Three five sixty WQAM. Hey, Culligan, man. Chris over at Culligan or uh, or Bob, whatever the uh, other guy's name is. We have so many Culligan men, but we're down to our last bottle of Culligan. Is that counting the one that they're using as a doorstop in the control room? They just uh, put that one. They just put. So now they can't prop the door open anymore. Well, so Culligan, man. If they don't call on the inside line, Joe, I got their card in there. We'll be uh, giving them a call. But it's nice to give a shout out on the air because uh, we like to whore the show. So. Uh, again, the media, I don't know if it's the media or if everybody else is still uh, as whipped up as the media would like us to think about the shooting thing, uh, because you really can't tell if the media is reflecting what the people want to see. I mean, there's a war going on, right? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't remember seeing anything about the Kosovo thing last night. They're still talking about the, uh, the school thing. And now the latest thing, and, and they have a, a thing in the Herald, just a little thing on the margin, uh, in the margin about the, uh, the gun industry being sued for more than 800 million about 30 manufacturers are being sued which has been going on for a while which i think is kind of ridiculous hold on a second i got the uh, do not disturb thing i don't want to hear those pages all day long especially since uh people play fun and games with the uh intercom system here at the station so we knew about the gun lawsuit which i think is as ridiculous as suing the car the automotive manufacturers for people dying in car wrecks or the knife people for all of the uh, serial killers that use knives out there, et cetera, and so on. Are we going to sue the um, dynamite people for anybody killed with uh, explosives? And are we going to sue the motor oil people and the fertilizer people for the Oklahoma City thing? 
and make everybody pay and let's not accept responsibility for our actions anymore, for the things that people do, the crazy things that people do. But now last night and again this morning, last night it was a guy and he was an attorney heading up a bunch of people, class action I think. They're going to sue the makers of Doom, the video game Doom. And they were showing it and lo and behold, yes I did play it. I spent an afternoon playing it. I had just forgotten uh, hanging out with the cousins and nephews. They were playing Doom, and, oh, these kids, I kept hearing this over and over again, these kids were adept at Doom. Well, so were all my cousins and nephews, nicest people you'd ever meet in, in your life. See, if you can't, if, if you're a person, forget the children, if you're a person and you don't know the difference between fantasy and reality, between games and fun time and reality, then you're a sick individual and you need to uh, be put away. You need to go away and stay put away. And, I, and once again, I don't make the distinction between crazy people and assholes. For some reason in this society, we like to make excuses for crazy people as if they're somehow less dangerous than people who are merely evil or assholes or something like that. If you can't tell the difference between a game if, if, or a TV show in real life, you're a crazy person and you need to go away. It's not the game's fault or the TV's fault. I remember when I was a kid, everyone was all up in arms about the toy guns, the uh, machine guns, the toy machine guns that went rat-a-tat-tat. Some of them uh, shot sparks out the front. And so I went out to look for a, a toy machine gun so that I could do rat-a-tat-tat on the air, and I didn't find one. But I found something just as evil and insidious, and they were just as up in arms about these things. How come no more explosions? My caps are off-center. Do you remember where you, are you old enough that you remember the parents having a fit about cap guns? My caps are off center. My ultra bang. In fact, my father was raised in New Jersey where cap guns were illegal. Really? Really? Super bang brand. And now the only thing that really has changed since I was a kid is the gun is a bright fluorescent orange. And it has a red tip on the front. <laughs> I mean, talk about redundancy. I remember they were, the guns were realistic looking and then like overnight, all of a sudden they started having red tips on them so that the cops wouldn't start shooting the kids like they have been doing. I'm going to get this thing fired. There we go. Ah, that was a good one. Those are the crappy caps. The crappy caps. But no, no, they're the Super Bang. Use a Super Bang roll cap. Like the oh, the, I, you know, I, I was looking for that, but I just stopped over at the Walgreens. Like I said, I just wanted a little rat-a-tat-tat -tat toy gun. But everyone was having heart attacks. They use real gunpowder. You get the smell of gunpowder. I'm smelling it now. Gunpowder. Ow! I just shot it off next to my ear. Now my ear's ringing. Everyone was freaked out about the toy guns. Oh, if you give your kid... Uh, All in the Family did an episode about the toy gun thing because Archie bought little Joey a toy gun and Meathead had a, a fit. Oh, you're going to train him to kill. You're going to make him think that killing is acceptable. What kid doesn't play, even if you didn't have the gun, you use your finger, bang. And what does the other kid do? He clutches his heart, he goes, oi, oi, and he dies. And he fakes it, you know, and he plays dead and he dies. Ah, and he sticks his tongue out. Ah. What little kid doesn't do that? Male. Male child. We're programmed for violence, male children. Not by the TV or the video games or the toys. That's just us. If we didn't have that, we'd still fake that. And you know what? Before guns were around, kids played with wooden swords. And they would stab each other. They'd, you know, the sword would go under the arm. You'd hold the sword with, you know, under one arm and you'd go, ah. Oi. And you'd die. And you'd, you'd play dead. And they'd do the ring around the rosies about the bubonic plague. They would play games, invent games out of 
desk things that were going on. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies, kind of like what you have all over your chest right now. Ashes to ashes, we all fall down. That was about the bubonic plague, about the bonfires of uh, carcasses. Joe Castello has the, the plague. You have the plague. You have ring around the rosy. Eczema. Eczema, is that it? Oh, by the way, speaking of eczema, I watched that. Uh, and I'm wondering how you know about that. Thing last night, how I know about eczema? How you know about mine? Did I tell you? You told me, dude. You sh- told me and showed me. You forget? Yeah. You don't do as much drugs as I do, and I have a better memory. What's going on there? Job, man. Oh, but, and speaking of drugs, by the way, no drugs, no alcohol in these two kids' systems. Now, can you imagine a stoner pulling this stunt off? Can you imagine one of the potheads from your high school? Pull- I mean, it wouldn't get past the inception phase. It wouldn't get past the thought of it. Uh, let's blow everybody away. Wait, wait a second. Okay, let's not. I, I can't imagine any of the stoner guys in high school doing anything physical, much less violent. So no drugs. We can't blame drugs for this, but we're going to blame the video games. We're going to blame Doom and the video games. And before the video games, they blamed the toy guns. And before the toy guns, they blamed I don't know what. They were talking about the bath bombing, 1927, the bath school bombing. This guy was a member, he wasn't a kid, he was a member of the school board. He was upset over the county taxes that they levied because of the school, and so he wired the school to blow. Not even half of the dynamite that he planted went off. 45 people killed 38 children. Worst school massacre in U.S. history. Before toy guns, before video games, before Marilyn Manson, before television at all, 1927. So what are we going to blame that for? He was a pissed off guy. That's all. Pissed off people will kill people no matter what. No matter what's going on around them. And nice people won't kill people no matter what. It's as simple as that. And the only people making any sense in the wake of this whole thing are the kids. Who once again, last night, over and over again, you kept hearing more and more stories about how, you know what, the jocks really were mean to these kids. The jocks really did treat these kids like and and we're, and it wasn't just throwing them up against the locker it was it was a daily marauding at the hands of the jocks and one of the kids uh, in the diary one of the quotes was they were going to kill as many rich snob types as they could those are the people the rich snob types the same kind of people that you know gave me the cold shoulder in high school but that was i was lucky i got off easy just being ignored and being given the cold shoulder other people not so lucky 11 past 10 on 560 QAM. Only one South Florida radio station has the hammer. And you're listening to it. At Goldberg, weekday afternoons at 2, Sports Radio 560 QAM. Those guys are going to have to work somewhere else to get their crack. The following is a paid public service announcement from the International Rifle Association. Let's face it, most of us will never be rich. Hell, we probably won't even be successful, and that's pretty damn depressing. But, as usual, with every problem, there is a solution. Hi. I'm Jim, and I'm here to tell you a little something about handguns. They scare the shit out of people and intimidate them into giving you whatever you want. That's right, handguns. Think about it. Need some cash? Rob a bank. Don't have enough money for beer? Pull up a convenience store. Take some chips and pretzels while you're at it. It's all free if you've got a handgun. Some son of a bitch cheating on your girlfriend? Kill him. It's a simple solution to life's complex problems. All you have to do is wait the five days for it, and happiness is just around the corner. Hell, if you don't want to wait the five days, who cares? Buy the damn thing off the street. Just buy a lot of handguns. It's a great alternative to working problems out. It'd be considered a population control. Yes, handguns. 
They just might make you famous. How loud is that in there? I love the smoke, by the way. Not very. Not very? It just sounds clickety-clickety? Well, my ears are ringing from it. Anyway, so, yeah, we were talking during the break about suing the parents of the jocks for letting their children grow up to be assholes who picked on these guys, who put them over the edge, and then they went and blew everybody away. And you see it as early as the playground. When you're a parent, you take your little kid, your toddler, is about the age that you start taking your kid to the little corner kitty playground in the neighborhood. We were in Pembroke Pines, very nice, very quiet, very suburban, very white for what it's worth. And we'd go to the playground, and here are these marauding assholes, male children, little boys, running around marauding, haranguing everybody, verbal abuse, physical abuse sometimes, putting other kids in headlocks and, you know, giving them noogies. I mean, not nice ha-ha-ha horse wrestle play, but we're talking serious marauding. And the parents sitting right there, either watching or not watching, they, they don't carry the way because of the whole boys will be boys thing that we hear over and over and over again. I remember in elementary school, we had a, a kid who was an asshole in our class, and during lunch, he would just take food from, I mean, he was a bully besides everything else. He would take food off of your tray and stuff it in his mouth before you could complain. If you tried to have a physical altercation with him, he was larger. He was a, a steroid case or something like that. This is elementary school. And he was bigger than everybody because, you know, some kids just shoot up faster than all the rest of them, and, and you can't compete with that, especially if you're a little shrimpy guy like me. So I went, and his mother was one of the cafeteria monitors. So you think you're going to get justice. This is her job is to keep things under control in the cafeteria. Jimmy Cross, by the way, if he's out there. You're an asshole, Jimmy. This is for you. Because that's how I felt at the time. He ate my cookie. And... And I went and told his mom, you know, I wasn't going to get into a fight because we're not allowed to fight and I would have lost. And, you know, and he was this big, thick goofball. So I go tell his mom, it's her job to prevent things like this from going on. And I said, hey, Mrs. Cross, your son, Jimmy, just grabbed my cookie and shoved it in his mouth. And her quote, her line, her, her excuse, that's between you and him. And I thought, where's the justice? The parents don't control their children when the children act like crap. The wife was telling me about EQ the other day. I said, huh, EQ? I never heard of that because I don't do much reading and I didn't go to college. And she's telling me about EQ, the emotional quotient. Everybody, they have all these tests to measure IQ. Yes, uh, white trash, by the way, Florida cracker trash, to answer Joe's question. That's between you and him. Anyway... The, the EQ thing, the emotional quotient, which measures your ability to deal with problems. Not how smart you are, but basically how cool you are. How well you are able to handle stress, how you function under pressure, how you handle situations that don't go according to how you would have them go. You know, your ability to deal with different environments and things like that. And they do testing now to determine people's EQ. And all of the experts say that your success in life is going to be based more on EQ than IQ because you don't have to be smart necessarily to make a living in so many areas in the world. You can uh, be, a, you know, you could be a dumb shit and make decent money doing a lot of various things. You know, you could dig ditches. You, could, you don't have to be a genius to make a living, but you do have to have a good EQ. Otherwise, you're going to be in problems 
all through your life. You're going to be coming into conflicts with people. You're going to have domestic problems. You're going to have situations with your spouse or your children or your coworkers, et cetera, and so on. If you don't know how to handle your emotions, your emotional quotient, if you're not in charge of your emotions, and that's one thing that the parents these days are absolutely not doing. And I don't know where it came from. Did it come from this whole hippie granola approach to raising your children where not only can you not uh, spank them, you can't even shake your finger at them. You've got to let them be their own person. And well, Children can't be allowed to be their own person. They have no concept of being a person is all about. And that's where it's got to happen. And you can't let your children be assholes. And I see it going on all the time, and it happens in our neighborhood all the time. The people next door let their children be assholes. The older brother beats up on the younger brother. The younger brother is already, I mean, I, I worry about the younger brother because he's so introverted. He only, he only talks to very few people, my daughter being one of them. And what he talks about is what an asshole his older brother is and how his parents don't do anything when the older brother uh, beats up on him. And the older brother beats up on other kids around the area, uh, you know, smaller kids, and the parents do nothing. Nothing. Also white. They're all white in my neighborhood. White trash. Crazy people. Crazy people raising crazy kids, not doing anything to their kids. So we're going to sue the parents of the jocks. That's a good idea, as long as we're placing blame. Because that's what the kids kept talking about. They said, yeah, yeah, we, you know, we were wondering when these guys were going to snap because the jocks were so, so harsh, so harsh on them. And a year in the planning, a year in the, they wanted to hijack a plane and, and take it to New York and, like, what, crash it into a building or something, crash it into the World Trade Center? I don't know. They wanted to go to New York because there were a lot of people there, and they wanted to do lots of death, lots of killing. Miami, hello. George. Yes. I haven't had much exposure to handguns or rifles, but when I was a kid, I had my share of messing around with fireworks. Yeah. And I know that, that people have tried to ban them, but still children and teenagers, they do a lot of things with them, and a lot of them get hurt but uh, they're not unable to ban them or at least completely keep them away from people. No, no, they're not. They're not never going to be able to, at least. If they ban them in one state, people will just go to another state like South Carolina and load up, and then they become contraband. Right. Thank you, George. You bet. And the fireworks thing is a little bit different because it's not the same as toy guns or anything like that. The kids, you know, the kids blow themselves up with the fireworks, especially the, uh, the firecrackers and the M80s and M100s and whatnot. They shouldn't have access to that kind of crap. Explosives. I'm more freaked out by explosives than the guns because uh, how many people in their household uh, teach their kids about explosives? You know, we, like I had the gun training early on, but nobody taught me about explosives. You know, nobody taught me about how fast a fuse burns and things like that. So definitely keep the explosives away from the kids, but uh, they're going to get them anyway. 5670560, pound 560 on the uh, AT&T wireless line. Hank's in Louisville today. We've got Talking Baseball again with Donnie B, 6 to 6.30, Chicago Cubs and the Marlins, Ed Kaplan at 10 o'clock. We're going to be doing the foot massage on Friday. If you missed yesterday's show, Joe Castello is a, is a negligent foot guy. He, he neglects his girl's feet, so we're going to get her a, a foot massage. Hopefully on Friday she thinks she can get over here. Maybe we'll do some of the other uh, females in the building, just the females because they're very neglected. That, that got me going on a whole train of thought, how neglected are women today? You always hear there's always an article in one of the women's magazines. At least there's always one running currently. If you, if you go through all the magazines, there's always women aren't getting enough orgasms article running around there. 
so I wonder, because yesterday it was how many women aren't getting their feet touched, and I asked around the building, and it was about uh, three to one. I'm sorry, two to one. About a third of the women don't care about the foot attention, could take it or leave it. They all, by the way, said that it was unusual for a man not to want to touch a woman's feet. That was not usual. I mean, they didn't come out and say you were a lunatic or anything like that, but they said it's not usual. That's not common, that a man would not touch a woman's feet. Hello. I'm happy to be different. But that, that's fine, and we're happy to have you differently. Like I said, the more asshole, neglectful guys that there are out there, the better it is for the rest of us who are very gracious, et cetera, and so on. So I wonder how many women aren't getting enough foot attention, how many women aren't getting orgasms from their guys. Do they have to use the self-help method to get off? Because you'd think that in the 90s, almost the year 2000, that uh, we've gotten over that, that we would have enough sex ed now where the guys would know how to, how to bring their woman to, uh, to climax. So I want to hear from women today. How are your feet doing? Is your guy paying, paying enough attention to your feet? And uh, is, he bringing you, is he bringing you home? Is he bringing you over the top? 1026 on 560. WQAM. My vagina really gets my panties in a while. Here Wire Videos presents the one-hour celebrity orgasm tape. That's right, because no one can go for 60 minutes straight. We're taking 60 of your favorite celebrities and put them on one tape. Like President Bill Clinton. Oh, Jennifer. I mean, Paul. I mean, Hillary. George Bush. I'm Barbara. Millie, what are you doing down there? Ronald Reagan. What did you say your name was again? Oh, I'm sorry, Nancy. Sylvester Stallone. Uh, yo, uh, yo, yo, yo. Papa Salaman. Former Celtic announcer Johnny Moe. Wow, that's unbelievable. What an Alan, you received the Kit Jackson one minute orgasm video tape. Oh, Nilly. 1030 WQAM. And uh, come on, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Uh, you know, it's not a Monday, so you don't have any excuses, unless, uh, of course, you don't care about this crap anymore, and the media is just blowing smoke all over the TV last night, this morning, and in the newspapers. If, I mean, if you want to talk about the fact that uh, Governor Jeb has just put the uh, the first uh, nail in the coffin for our public schools with this voucher thing going on, as if you know, as if we need to gut the money from the uh, from the public schools now, as if that's going to help the situation, that's well on its way. And, and let me tell you. Because what's going to happen is even people that don't believe in the system, I mean, well, you know, the kid got into a magnet program, so I assume that she's fine there. But we were seriously considering the public school just to keep her from going to gangster middle school. And that's what's going to happen is even the people that don't believe in the voucher system are going to pull their kids out of these, out of these gutted schools, out of these economically gutted schools. So if you want to talk about that, you know, that's fine too. But, you know, by all means, don't bust your ass. I got lots of music today, lots of musical options. And by the way, I think I'll play it right after the 11 o'clock break. The filthiest song ever played on the radio to date. Hasn't been played yet. I guarantee you no radio station has ever aired this thing. It's by Crease before they were anything. Three years ago they sent me this. I guess it's Eric's brother. See, I had no idea. I worked with this guy, and I had no idea he was a part of Crease. Eric and his brother. Eric and his brother. And he mentioned, yeah, I'm in a band and stuff like that. And, oh, that's cool, blah, blah, blah. I had no idea that he was creased. And they sent me this three years ago, and we couldn't play it, I mean, in, in those days. But we've kind of been pushing the line a little bit over the years. And I think and if the old man was here, I'd ask him, hey, do you think this is safe to play? But since he's not, and I just came across this thing, and they've got the CD out. This is your CD, right? right, by the way? 
No, yeah. it's your CD. Oh, you, you gave, gave it, it to me? me to give to you. Oh, Mercy Mercy Buckets, because it's uh, it's very good. So I have Crease to play today, including the very very filthy song that I'm going to play. Three years at ago, 11 I think they uh, they probably weren't Crease. They were probably something else. No, they were Crease. The the tape says Crease. Oh. And and I re- and they called me up. The guy that sent me the tape, I think it was Fritz, called me up and said, "Hey, you know, are you going to play the song?" And I said, "Dude, it's hysterical. It's hysterically funny." But I don't think I don't think we can play it. The Cox people would have had a fit if I'd played that thing. But we're going to play it today at 11 o'clock. The uh, filthiest song you will have ever heard on the radio. And no profanity in it. I didn't have to bleep anything like I had to do with that one murmur song, which I may also play if we don't take any calls. And I've also got Primus. So we've got tunes the whole day through if people don't want to call and talk about whatever the hell they want, the shootings or the school vouchers or uh, women calling up and saying, yeah, I ain't getting my orgasm unless I get it myself. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale, hello. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm a 54-year-old Englishman that was educated in London. Yes, sir. Uh, 40 years ago, I was 35, 40 years ago, I was in high school, the same as the one in Colorado. Uh, Here or over there? I was attacked sometimes. Were were you, sir, sir. Yeah. Were, you, were you in high school here or there? No, there, in London. Okay. And we were, I was attacked and uh, occasionally beaten up, the kids were. Uh, the big difference was that we, uh, number one, did not have guns, and uh-huh. number two, we were in school uniform. And those are the only reasons that these shootings uh, uh, occur in the United States and will continue to occur but until we remove the people. We're not going to compare the level of violence in England and the United States. There's no question that uh, you know any any major U.S. city has the whole country beat over there. But there have been like killings. Didn't they have the serial killer that killed the people up and stuffed them into the drain pipe and and things like that? Oh, don't, yes, don't, they have. Don't you have hooligans? Don't you have shoot. hooligans that uh, that beat people with uh, with sticks and chains and pipes? Don't you have uh, riots, uh, you know, where the soccer hooligans go nuts and everything? Doesn't that happen over there? Absolutely, but what you'd never get is people get. Do you know? I'll give you. Didn't one they have that thing in Scotland? Didn't they have, they'd have that yes, thing in Scotland is. where they're, the guy? Within four weeks, uh, Parliament banned guns. Nobody is allowed to own a handgun in the United Kingdom. It was completely banned, and everybody had. Right, I, I didn't think it was. Uh, wasn't it disallowed even before then? Didn't he get the gun smuggled in? Didn't somebody uh, get him a gun illegally? Well, is that what happened with him? Look, you're never going to get rid of illegal guns. If somebody wants one, they will. That's, that's the whole point. Very, you've got to make it very difficult, sir, for people to own guns. This would not have occurred. It's, everybody's blaming the Internet, uh, right. violence on television, right. lack of parental control. Uh-huh. That is not the case. If they didn't have the guns, there would have been another 13 kids alive. Okay. More, pe- more people get shot in Dayton Broward County in one mm. month than they do in England, which has a population of... Fifty-six and a half million. Right. Acknowledged. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Acknowledged. But I also, like I said, I don't believe in the guns and blaming the guns because number one, we're not going to get rid of them. And yes, they are way too easy to get. And with all due respect to my uh, stepfather-in-law, who used to go to these gun shows as a dealer, uh, the gun show things have got to stop because you can't just have a free-for-all. We have to do the background check thing. We can't just let anyone have a gun. So we've got to, you know, at least get some kind of control. You're not going to get rid of them, though. You're not going to take the guns away from the people who have them. We could go from now until 2 o'clock and just take one call after another from people just in this community. And this isn't even a quote-unquote gun community. The majority of the people in this community don't own guns, I guarantee you. Not like they did in, you know, in Montana, North Carolina, and Colorado. 
But we could go from now until 2 o'clock and just get one call after another from people who own guns who will tell you that they will use their gun in, in, in order to keep their gun. That if the cops come to the door to try to take their guns away, they will defend their right to carry their gun with their gun. And that's what's going to happen. And that's what would happen is another freaking civil war. The people who don't want their guns taken away from, you know, against the people who want to take the guns away from those people. And it'll be nasty and it'll be ugly. The genie is out of the bottle. In other parts of the world where nobody has guns, maybe it's a good idea not to let the people have the guns. But over here, the genie is out. There is no putting that genie back into the bottle. They're just You just can't do it. It's, it, it is a part of Americana. The, the people will, will die for what they believe the Second Amendment means. And I'm not going to argue the meaning with you. The militia, those, you know, the militia, guess what? The militia is the people, able-bodied men between the ages of 18 and whatever. And we can just argue that whole point all day long, and I don't care to. You're not going to get rid of the guns. We can, we can do our best. We can do our damnedest, but they're a part of our lives. You have to teach your children and your teenagers how to behave appropriately, whether they have guns or not. If I gave Joe Castello a gun, who would you kill with it right now, Joe Castello? I gave you a gun, nice gun, big gun. Who would you kill with it? Probably you, so I could do the show. Oh, okay, well, see there. There you go. Perfect example. But no, like, you, you grew no, up with no, Star Wars. You went to Star Wars when you were a little kid. You saw it in the theater, first generation, right, in the 70s? If somebody had gave you a Han Solo brand blaster, who would you have killed with it as a kid after seeing Star Wars? Here you go, blaster. Who would you have killed with it? You probably had enemies. You probably had people that you didn't like. Would you have killed them? No, of course not. Why? Because you're a civil human being. We're not going to get rid of the guns. We're just not going to. It's, it's like getting rid of the TV. You're not going to. It's like getting rid of the rock and roll. You're not going to. You're absolutely not going to. I got your Primus in here, by the way, I might have to hang on to it because I might not get to the Primus. I've got all this other stuff going on today. 21 till 11 on QAM. Don't go nutty. Miami, hello. Hey, George. How you doing? Hey, all right. Yeah, I have a bunion on my toes. Yeah? Good. Go get somebody to massage it for you. Hi, Aaliyah. Hello. Hello? Hello. George? Yes? Question. Uh, do you know how old you have to be to purchase a gun? In this state, no, I do not. I was listening to the news, and I heard that you, at least in Colorado, I don't know how it goes for the nation, that you could be 18 to pur purchase a gun. But yet, to drink alcohol, you need to be 21. 21, right. To buy cigarettes, to be up the ages, I don't know if it's 18 or 21. Right. But yet, we can't drink as a young person, but you can go buy a handgun. Right. You know, and I think that's how, I think one of it's the guys... Girlfriends got the gun. Right, because she was 18, the, uh, the girlfriend that they're not naming. Exactly. It's too easy. It's, it's way too easy. And I talked about that. The gun shows have to go. Uh, there definitely has to be background checks. We've, we've got to use that because, uh, you know, first of all, convicted criminals should not be out. I don't believe in arresting people twice. Convicted criminals should not be out running around. But not only are they, but they can go buy a gun, you know, as Absolutely. easily as going to Kmart. Absolutely. And the other thing I just wanted to touch on is, in regards to the violent video games, yes. again, I think that, you know, if the parent allows their child to buy those violent games and play them three, four hours a day, and not having a normal childhood, at least when I grew up and you grew up, that was a normal childhood. That was a normal childhood when I grew up. Was that a normal childhood? Sure. We played video games. Play I mean, video we, didn't, we didn't have the kind of high-tech home unit Sega, you know, PlayStations that they have now. We went to the arcade. 
with rolls of quarters. Yeah, do we, do we I, spend four hours a day in the arcade every day? Yeah, not every day. Not every day. Yeah, I'm playing. I don't think kids get out and play. But on, the, on, on Friday time. nights or something like that, I'd, I'd, I'd spend four hours in an arcade feeding okay. quarters to the death machines. Okay. All right? Um, all right, thank you. You bet. Thanks a lot. 19 till 11 on 560 WQAM. And now it's time for America's favorite show, Celebrity Sex Video. And if you enjoyed last week's clip of Elvis Presley and Mary Tyler Moore going at it, you'll love this one. Totally hidden footage of Red Fox and Jimmy Stewart. Come here, Jimmy. Oh. Come here, you big dummy. Oh. I'm oh. a f- that white prude. All right, me, you black stallion. Oh, oh. Here comes oh. the big one, Jimmy. Come on, junk man. Come on. Here we like an old piece of junk. It's a wonderful life. Thank you for watching Celebrity Sex Videos. Tune in next week when you'll get to see Sammy Davis take out his eye and get stoked by Frank Sinatra. 14 to 11, 560 WQAM. Hello, 560 WQAM. Uh, George. Cox. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I went, I'm doing great. I want to take exception to... Uh, gentleman caller from England. You know yes. what the leaked story on the BBC is today? Uh, no, I didn't watch the BBC this morning. There's a lady named Jill Dando, who is the John Walsh of London. She does a TV show called Crime Watch. Mm-hmm. She was also an anchor woman on the BBC Six O'clock News. Someone uh, took exception to one of her Crime Watch stories yesterday and walked up to her in her front yard of her uh, brownstone and put a nine millimeter slug in her head. Oh. How about that? Well, you know, they said there was only 133 murders in London last year by handgun. Yeah. But uh, I thought that was kind of high profile, didn't you? Well, I, I think so now. Thank you for uh, bringing that to light. All right. Talk to you later. You bet, Don. Bye-bye. He sounded uh, sober, as sober as I've ever heard him. But anyway, thank you for that. Yeah, there you go. And we were watching things about the uh, prisoners in solitary confinement. And uh, I think it was on just last night how it's cruel and unusual and, you know, and too bad. Too f***ing bad about them, by the way. But one guy made a knife uh, with which to kill someone while he was in solitary, under observation, in a room stripped of practically everything, made a knife and, uh, and injured a, uh, an inmate, hoping to kill him, a fellow inmate. They're making zip guns. They're making guns. In the countries where the guns are illegal, they're getting guns. You're not going to get rid of the guns. and You're certainly not going to get rid of them in this country. I mean, talk about just running around in circles with that whole conversation. I, 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 it, it's dizzying to me. And I like to watch the people sitting in the same room argue back and forth with each other. And they're not talking any, at all about the people. The people, the fact that we don't punish people in this country who are criminals. They, they do token time, if that, and then they go away. These guys were arrested a year ago. In Georgia's world, they don't see the light of day ever. Because no one accidentally steals a car. Isn't that what they did? Isn't that what they got caught doing? How, how often, uh, how many times did you break into a car, Joe? None. Never. Of course not. Could you accidentally break into a car? No. Of course not. That reflects a mentality that there is no cure for. When you've already decided in your head that what you want to do is more important than other people's rights, that's what you are as a human being. And there's no cure for that. No amount of prison, no, no psychobabble, no, uh, you know, no psychiatry, no medication is going to change the kind of person you are if you believe that your greed and your desires are more important than another person's rights. Or, or the fact that you have a small penis and you want to, to uh, show, display your physical prowess by beating up on people smaller than you, 
smaller men or women, you're an asshole and there's no cure for that and you need to go away. That's the first thing. And then the, the parents, that's another thing. Need to get control of their kids and tell them that they can't act like assholes and come, out, come down on them hard when they act like assholes towards other kids or animals. There's a universal theme that nobody ever talks about. Every time you run into a murderer, especially if it's a, a serial killer or a thrill killer or whatever they call them, they always have this history of animal abuse and animal torture. And the parents let that go on under the boys will be boys, guys. That shows some symptoms right there very early on. Whenever your child wants to do harm to any kind of a creature, your child has a problem that needs to be addressed right now. And, the, and with all due respect, we have friends, we have family friends that fall into this category, the people with, uh, with ADHD kids. We were doing the school orientation up at, uh, at the magnet school the kids go into, and two parents got up and made a case about their ADHD kids. You know, uh, how does this work in relation to my ADHD kid? I got an ADHD, like, like sounding a trumpet, you know, waving a big ADHD flag, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for the people that don't know. It's another excuse. As far as I'm concerned, what's the difference between an ADHD kid and a kid that's just an asshole? I don't know and I don't care. You could, you could say, oh, there's a chemical imbalance in the brain, but whatever, whatever. I call it BBDD, baseball bat deficit disorder. You have a, a male child that's out of control. You club him into unconsciousness with a baseball bat. There's a docile kid. Obviously, I'm, I'm joking. I'm exaggerating. But, you know, an, HD, you know, an, an ADHD kid just, just requires 10 times the discipline, twice, five times, 10 times the discipline as far as I'm concerned, and the attention from their parents instead of excuses. And that's what they always have, excuses. This friend of the family was telling us how if her child brought a gun to school, they probably couldn't do anything about it because he falls under the protection of the Americans with Disabilities Act, which means that he can't be discriminated against. And that also extends to disciplinary actions that might be taken in school or in the workplace if you have a disability like a mental illness. How does that excuse you from the negative repercussions of life when you have a mental illness? What's the difference? What's the big freaking difference? I don't know and I don't care. A crazy person beating up on you is just as unpleasant as an asshole beating up on you. Why don't we just call it all crazy? You're not an asshole. You're crazy. You have like the, like the bits that we played on Friday, and maybe I'll play them again today after I play the really go, uh, gross song after the next break. Coral Springs, hello. The problem here isn't the guns. The problem is we've got too many people having children Amen. that can't take adequate care of a goldfish. Right. Can't and or that, or whatever. That is, that is what That's the it. problem is. That's it right there. How it's could these people kids. in Colorado have seen the symptoms that they had. But uh, you got to go. He said bullshit, and I'm the only one that can say that because I have the pre-bleep the pre pre drop. But right on, sir, for what it's worth. Point well taken. People having children, which is really easy to do. All you have to do is have sex. What's easier than that? Not having sex is what's difficult. And they have children, and it's like, uh, yeah, let the school raise them. And the school, by the way, is powerless. In the old days where, you know, the kids would get paddled or disciplined or something like that, that's gone. The, the teacher's hands are tired, uh, tired, tied. They can't even suspend kids in most cases. They have, to, uh, they have to work it out somehow in the school. 
you know, which means that all these animals are going to school with our nice children. And I do mean our, because some of us do throttle our children when they act at all aberrant. At all. Hollywood, hello. Hello, Hollywood. Hey, George. Yes. Um, I agree with you. This whole thing is a real problem with our society, but I'll tell you something. I'm not a real big gun advocate either way. Uh, about three months ago, uh, a buddy of mine and I from Colorado, he came from Colorado. Uh, back in his early days, he was arrested uh, for robbing banks, several banks. Uh-huh. He did uh, 12 years in a Colorado State Penitentiary. Came out. He's a real outstanding guy now. He lives up in uh, Palm Beach, got a good business, family, the whole nine yards. Yeah, got did a complete turnaround. He says to me uh, about a few well, months that's ago. that's great, but I, I believe that's I agree. the exception I, rather than the rule. I agree. So a few months ago, he says to me, let's go to the Stewart Gun Show. I'd never been to a gun show before. Uh-huh. I was totally blown away by the troglodytes. So, so to speak, right. Uh, the total, they're like mountain men. Everybody had a right. camouflage uniform. Black-toothed mountain men. Unbelievable. So yeah, I go in there. Like, uh, like trading cards. Right. So he's, he's an ex-con, so he's not allowed to have a gun. He goes walking in there. It took him 20 minutes yep. to buy a, a Glock 9mm. Yep. Uh, and he just bought one, you know, for protection. He's not supposed to have it, but that's right. how easy it is to buy a gun in sure, this country. And, you know, with all due respect to all the people in my family who, who love their guns, we can't just have a free-for-all with the guns. That's what it is. It's we, a free-for-all. We, it is a free-for-all. And we have the, the, uh, the background check system in place, supposedly now. We've got to use it. It's got to go through that. Yeah. It's got to uh, happen. Good luck to us all. Yeah. I'm moving the hell out. Amen. Take it easy. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Some of us uh, are doing that or running away. I can't. I can't do it. I don't uh, have the money to, nor nor do I think I ever will have the money to move to Europe like Neil's going to do because he's, uh, he's terrified of living in this country, and a lot of people are. And it's funny because there's another cycle. Talk about cycle. The people that own their guns who will die before they give them up, not only are they afraid of the, the criminal that's going to go home invading them, busting through their house, not only do they believe that the government is not able to protect them in their own home. And I'm not going to argue that point with them, but they're also afraid of the government busting into their house. And I'm not going to argue that point with them because it happens. It goes on. The man is busting into your house. And I'll say it again. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The only time when the cops should be busting into your house is in order to rescue someone who's in immediate danger. This whole search warrant over drugs, over, over a little bit of weed that they, they keep home invading people. And people are terrified in their own house. And there are shootings that happen. And cops getting shots and, and uh, shots, cops getting shot and people getting shot over these home invasion things. Especially when they bur- burst into the wrong house. If they're home invading a place where they think that there's drugs and they think that there's a drug dealer living there, you know that guy's going to have guns. Why not stake out the joint? Watch him leave, pull him over, catch him with the drugs in his car. But no, we've got to do this whole home invasion thing, which is ludicrous. And they, had, they had to, you know, on one of these shows, they had all these people get up there uh, who were innocent. The cops got the wrong house, and a couple of the people were shot by the cops in spite of the fact that they were in the wrong house. Uh, so, I mean, boy, we could do a whole other show about, about you know, the police and the, uh, the, the warped priorities there, all the wasted manpower that's going to, to all of these areas, like the traffic cops. Remember when you were a kid, uh, the, your friends that wanted to become cops? How many of your friends, when they were talking about becoming cops, said, I want to be a cop so that I can sit under a tree and, ra- and shoot radar at people? How many kids ever said that who wanted to grow up to be cops? When we had career days, 
in, in uh, high school and junior high, and the, and the guys would get up there and talk about being cops. How many of the young people said, oh, yeah, I want to be a cop so that I can uh, bust into people's houses. I want to be a cop so that I can pull people over and shake them down. They wanted to be cops because they wanted to bust bad people. So it's not the cops' fault. It's, uh, you know, it's the people above them, the priority people. Hey, turn back around, Joe. I'm going to take that break now. Coming up next, grossest song ever played on the radio that hasn't been played yet, but it will be after the 11 o'clock break on 560 QAM. Well, I work in the rear, and I've got no fear. Won't we go where no man's gone before me? I fight your lip and the rule that slips. The choir pace that leaves you empty. The easily disgusted think that it's heinous. But like a spaceman, I'm circling Uranus. It tastes like a panic to me. The sweetest thing to Like a penny to me. Well, shave and be brave. The tongue lasting, I just shave. Make the hair on my dad stand straight up. Now I'm a real trooper. Got my tongue up in your pooper. Leave that enough juice till it's in the cup. I got a much that made of BC. My friends call me number two. I heard you yelling caca, but I prefer you do. Oh, it tastes like a penny to me. The sweetest painter I've seen. Oh, my God. Your moon is shining on me. It tastes like a penny to me. All right. Now put away that cake while darling, I'm going in dry. Oh, trust me, I won't hurt you. Things get nice and loose when I derail your caboose. Rectum. And I wash it all down with a nice cold brew. <laughs> Doing what I do leaves me feeling like a man. You'll find it hard to sit down when I get done with your can. Roar! It tastes like a penny to me. <laughs> the sweetest thing to I've seen. Your mood is shining on me. Tastes like a penny. Tastes like a penny. Tastes like a penny. Eleven oh four five sixty WQAM. There you have it, Greece. Before they were big, and now you know how they got big. I, you know, I, I agonized. I, I agonized over playing that, but I thought you got to be brave. You got to be bold. There's humor there. Joe Castello is writhing in the other room. Let's go back to feet then, if you didn't like that. It's a good tune. You didn't think that was funny? No. No. Okay. Joe is a equal mustache green. Oh, I thought that was the that was the like line. the punchline, man. I thought that was hysterical, very hysterical. We'll take a poll on it. 
but you know, you got to be brave. You got to push the envelope, as they say. Pembroke Pines, hello. Hey, how you doing, George? All right. Good to talk to you. Um, I want to talk to you about two things. First, I really agree with you on what's going on a lot with Oklahoma or Colorado. I think yeah. parents have to be responsible for their kids. And I mean, I was from a loner. Very early on, from very early. Exactly. I mean, I was a loner in high school, and and I mean, I just I know you you don't have bad kids. You have bad parents that aren't that don't. I don't know how you better say it other than you take care well, of your well, kids. Well, you know, I sympathize with the people that say that, you know, there are, there are parents out there that do the best they can and really do all the right things that the kids turn out like crap anyway. But uh-huh. I really wonder about this whole situation. I don't see many. I, 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 most of the kids you see that are good, you've got good parents. Most of the kids that are bad, you've got... Yeah, pretty much. And genetics oh. plays a part in that, too. But these guys had the explosives and, like, the barrels of the sawed-off shotguns out in plain sight in uh, one, one of their bedrooms. How do you not see that as a parent? Right. You know, so... Anyways, the other thing, I heard you talking about school vouchers, and I wanted to, I mean, I... Yeah, that was in the uh, front page of the Herald this morning. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've got a, 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 I read through that whole plan, and the way that's working, it's, at least from the way I read it, the only way that you can get that voucher is if your kid is in one of the, just a god-awful well, performing school. That's where it's at right now, but it's just, it's just, a tip. they're not done. This is just the beginning of it, you realize. What they want to accomplish is where everyone has the option of taking their kid out of a public school and then you get a voucher. This is just uh, stage one. Well, stage one I don't think is, I mean, if you look at it for what it's... I, I, I saw that, and that's only in those schools. But again, what those schools need is they don't need uh, people's kids taken out of there. Those schools need special attention. Thank well, God ask, none of them are over here. Let me ask you this. If I'm a parent and I'm in that school, this, and I, I'm in, my kid is in that district, right. and I want my kid to get a decent education, and... You've seen test scores year after year after year. This is one of the worst performing schools in the state. Right. Why should I be forced to send my kid to that school? Where no, you're not. No you're chance? not forced. In other words, everybody, you all already have the option of sending your kid to a not private school. Not if I'm poor. Not if you're poor. But but that's just it. In other words, what you do by by sucking the money out of those schools is, in other words, why don't you just close the school down or why don't you fix the school? You know what well, I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I understand take that. The money, just, take the money that they want to spend on the vouchers and put it into those schools. But from a parent's point of view, what choice do I have? I'm poor. I live in this school district. This is the only school my kid can go to. And, you, I mean, you go into – I mean, my wife is a teacher at Douglas Elementary, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's one of those schools. And it's impossible to teach kids that, that really – I know. I, you know, I appreciate that. So many distractions the, and the problem schools need more attention paid to them and more money. I just don't know how else you go about doing that. that. If you want to educate, I'm sorry. By, by 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 sucking all the money out of the school, that's not going to help. I mean, you're just going to wind up closing the school down. No, I think it's you got to try something. And I mean, I've, we've got a charter school out here. I like those ideas. And yeah, I mean, I voted for. I haven't read up uh, enough about the charter schools to to make my mind up, but. So far, it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, well, we're going to try. That's where we're going to, I mean, I was going to try and put mine in, in private school, but I think that charter school might be a, another way that we might look at. I don't even know if we'll be able to get them in, but it's just frustrating because I see, it's, like it's you very said, my frustrating. neighbors. And, again, and I was on the verge of doing the private school thing, voucher, no voucher, because I didn't want my kid. I'm not going to name the, uh, the middle school because that would be wrong, but, uh, you know, the, the middle school that she was going to be going to was uh, – you know, gangster school. And that's the point. If you've got kids, you love your kid, you want the best for your kid, you want her to get educated, I want right. that for my kids. 
So now what are you going to do? You've got one of, you know, what are your choices? Especially you've got some money. You've got a decent job and you've got, right. you've got that option. Yeah, what it would be really easy for me to, to talk about, you know, the voucher thing if I was a poor thing. And then I would be biased if I didn't have the money to have the option. But I do. And I still think it's wrong. Now, I, I think that you've got to, something's got to be done because there are schools out there that consistently underperform over the, you know. They, they have to be fixed. You're, you, can't, you can't dick all those other kids that are in that school. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I, I, I'm for trying anything right now, right. and, and I, you know, we got to do something. So okay, we'll it was good talking to you. Thank you very much. Bye. My pleasure. Miami, hello. My Jemmy. Hey, good morning, George. Good morning. Hey, don't you think them kids were, were, were brought up with this hatred from their parents, sir? I don't know. That's been brought up. That's been speculated that they learned the, the hatred and uh, whatever bigotry they had, et cetera, and so on. But so far... Uh, you know that that has yet to be confirmed. We can just we can you know speculate all we want, but that's got to be confirmed. I'll tell you one thing that might not have been going on is when the kids express the hatred, the parents might not have been doing enough to say, hey, that's wrong. That kind of language is wrong. That kind of behavior, that kind of mentality right. is wrong. Maybe that's what was going on because you can donate by your silence. Also, if your kid is running around you know, like let's say your kid's a little racist and he's picking on all the little black kids on the playground, for example, and you don't step in. Well, then you're condoning it and you're endorsing it as a, as a parent by, uh, by not correcting that child's behavior. So, you know, we can, we can just sit here and play the speculation game all we want as hey, a parent. Hey, George, yeah. I was watching television last week and something made me think about you. Something, was it a pretty on, girl? No, no, <laughs> on Fox File, they were interviewing a Nazi guy that... Um, Lives off, off campus oh, I saw that the Fox Files is the really gay guy with the ponytail. Yeah, with the little... Yeah, that guy was such a screamer. That was so easy. I'm glad you brought that up. I thought, here's where this guy's hatred comes from, just like all the little Julio faggots that call Neil every day all day long. That, there's no girl around this guy. He, nope. he was a swisher. He was a swishy, effeminate swisher. He had no material. He was an idiot, nope. but he, he was a neo-Nazi. But guess what? Because what? On the camera, on the back, he has a Schwarzenegger flag. Yeah. And that Confederate loser flag. The Confederate loser flag, absolutely, because they got to grab onto something. And all this guy's problem is, is that he's gay and he doesn't want to admit it to himself. That's his only problem. That's why he's got to obfuscate with all this uh, hatred and anger. I think a lot of people should have watched that, man. It was, yeah, it was a good story because, boy, you just saw exactly what you were getting with that guy. The same way they were what talking about the kids were using those trench coats to represent the soldiers of, of Hitler. Well, the soldiers of Hitler didn't wear it. Well, I guess the SS did. They had some nice coats. Yeah, but it was a really good show. All right, thank you very well, much. You're doing sir. a good job, John. All right, it was a good show. And, and you know, this guy had no material. He, he, he would say something about, you know, the whole Jewish conspiracy, and they would ask him about some material, something to back that up. Oh, I don't have to provide any material. It just is. I go, what just is, son, is that you're gay, and you want it up the ass. I, I don't have the rectum thing on this bank. And, and you can't admit it to yourself, and that's why you're angry and bitter. And I, I wonder how far that goes, like the, the guy that sent me the facts about the skinheads are all gay. And when I have, I have that video at home, the HBO special on the young neo-Nazi skinhead people. And again, no chicks anywhere to be seen. Here these guys hanging out all day long with each other, drinking beer and, uh, and moshing, playing loud music and moshing. Anyway. 12 after 11, 560 WQAM. Give your brain the day off and listen to the big dog, Defoe and Goldie. Mornings at 6, only on Sports Radio 560 QAM. This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. 
Rainbow flag and earrings in my right hand. Am I queer? People stop and stare when we are near. Homo fear, we're just living life the way we want to. It's up on gay and that is all. When people say those nasty, nasty things they do It's cause I'm gay and, and that is all It's just something they, they can't approve Flaming screamers dressed up all in drag It's so sad, they're the ones that make us all look bad Oh so bad we're just living life the way we want to. It's cause I'm gay and, and that is all. It's why they say those nasty things they do. It's cause I'm gay and, and that is all. But it could be so hard inside you. Oh yes, yeah, so, so hard inside you. Inside Eleven eighteen five sixty WQAM. I don't want my homosexual brothers out there to think that I'm saying that they're dangerous people because they're gay. My point was, if you're in denial to yourself about your sexuality, whatever it may be, you're an unhappy person, and unhappy people are the dangerous people. That's where the cycle begins. They're sad, miserable people, and they want to share their misery with other people somehow. And it starts slow, and then it builds. It starts slow as in they just go out, and it makes you an asshole when you're unhappy. So you treat the people around you like crap, and they respond by treating you like crap back. And on and on, and it goes. The cycle goes until, bada-boom, something explodes like a school. That propane bomb didn't go off. Can you imagine if that propane bomb at the school had gone off? They were gunning for 500. That was the number they wanted. Yes. A lot of their, most of their bombs. Most of their munitions uh, didn't go off because they didn't know what they were doing. And uh, so let's blame the video game for not teaching them how to do that right. The, the people, the, the quote-unquote experts that have been disendoom and the other video games, the death games, I uh, have been talking about how these games teach you to kill because you it, you get extra points for shooting them in the head or in the chest or something like that. Like we didn't know when we were playing death sports as a children that that's how you kill people, by shooting them in the in the heart or in the head. Like we didn't know that. Like we needed a video game to teach us that, or the TV for that matter. You know, give your kids a little bit more credit than that. And as far as the people that want to take everything away, the people that think that pornography causes rape and drugs cause whatever except loss of money and games and toys cause, cause violence, to them, you know, it's real simple. When you're a normal person, like the people that want to take the alcohol away, normal people all over the country, all over the world, they go to work, they have stressful days at work. If the day is so stressful, sometimes when they get home, they might want to have a beer. Some of us might want to have a whatever. You have your beer, you feel better, you go on with your life. That is the case in most households around the nation and around the world. 
Same thing with the pornography. Man feels horny, buys a magazine, gets his rocks off, he's happy, life goes on. Children feeling hyperactive, feeling they've got too much energy, they go out, they play some death games with their friends, they feel better, life goes on. That's most of us, that's normalcy. The games and the booze and the porno and stuff are just things that most people use to one extent or another to make life more pleasant for them, to bring a little bit of happiness into their life, distract them for a few minutes so that they can go on with life. Taking those things away isn't going to make the world safer. It's going to make people more frustrated. It's going to make people more unhappy. It's going to remove the safe outlet that they have for all of these feelings, and it's going to leave them no recourse but to act out on their aggressive tendencies. Pornography causes rape. What a, what a laugh. Like, the pornography made them horny. Like, they weren't horny to begin with. That's why they went out and bought the magazine. Drugs don't increase my stress level. They decrease my stress level. Booze doesn't increase your stress level. It decreases your stress level. Now, there are people that don't know when enough is enough, and they drink too much, and they lose control, and they become aberrant, and they hurt people. That's not the booze's fault. That's not the alcohol's fault. When are we going to start suing all of the alcohol, all the beer breweries, all of the uh, distilleries? When are we going to start suing them for all of the drunk, drunken drivers since we're suing the video game manufacturers and the gun makers and all of these people? When are we going to start suing everybody who makes everything that might somehow be involved in a person's life who winds up doing anything? Why don't we sue the makers of green paint if someone who lives in a greenhouse should kill somebody because the green paint drove them to murder? There, there is no stopping it. If we lived in rubber cities with, with rubber walls, padded walls, padded sidewalks, no hard objects, no knives, no plastic, nothing hard, everything was finger food, it was served to you from a dispenser, no shoes, no shoelaces, no rope of any kind. We lived in a controlled environment, big domed controlled cities with nothing edged, or not even any paper, because you can cut somebody with a piece of paper. Yes. So let's wave a magic wand, and we all live in one, that kind of a city. Is there still going to be murder? You better believe it. You better believe it. People are going to strangle each other. They'll bite each other. Pull everybody's teeth. They'll strangle each other, because that's, that's how people are. We have to figure out why people are that way, why people are unhappy and become assholes, and become dangerous assholes. Sandy, you're getting chronic. Hi, George. Hi, Sandy. I want to ask you, how come they didn't arrest that girl, who is a girlfriend of the guy, that, that, that they didn't even arrest her, they didn't do nothing with her? Because she didn't break any laws. Well, she was an accomplice, wasn't she? That's, they, they're thinking about that, but they found out that, uh, no, they decided she wasn't an accomplice. She didn't break any laws. She bought somebody a gun. Which oh, she just bought legal. somebody a gun. But it's that's not a... her responsibility what somebody does with the gun after they buy it for her. She Apparently, the cops talked to her, and they are satisfied that she had no idea that these were crazy kids uh, that were going to go killing people. Wow. So there you go. I'm just, I'm just saying what, what they're saying, all right? Yeah. Okay? Well, have a good day. You too, Sandy. I thought she was going to call me a bastard. So, yeah, that's, that's, she didn't break any laws, and I guess they satisfied themselves that she wasn't up on the plan. So, so what are they going to do? And they keep calling her this guy's girlfriend. Well, no one ever saw him with a girl. No one in his life ever saw him with a girl. 
so it's a quote unquote girlfriend. Mobile and Marathon, hello. Um, yeah, I'm calling about how you're saying that um, sometimes kids are just bad and outright. It's true because I got into the drug scene and everything else. My parents raised me good. They did everything. Right. But, I mean, I make my own decisions. Of course you do. I mean, eventually, there's only so much that a parent can exactly. do. Exactly. There's only so much that my parents could have taught me, told me what to do. But eventually, either it's peer pressure or whatever, but you make your own decisions. I mean, you're right. your own person. I'd say as of the age 16 to 17, you make your own decisions. Right. The, and you the, have to read the, the age where, the, where I'm talking about the parents getting involved is like from the ages from 1 to 3. That's where you make or break the kid right there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I could see that completely, but I agree with you that um, once you're age of 16, 17, you're your own person. There's nothing really anybody can do. All they can do is keep an eye on you and like exactly. uh, report you to the cops if they find sawed-off shotgun uh, parts <laughs> and explosives in your bedroom. That's the truth. Okay. Have a good one. You bet. Thank you very much. West Palm, hello. Hey, West George. Palm, yes. How are you? Doing all right. Listen, uh, you're so deep today, and I wanted to ask you. <laughs> I wanted to ask something. God, don't Last I just time, got done playing. I just got done playing a, a rim song, and you're calling me deep. Go ahead. I haven't been able to listen too much. Um, a couple of weeks back, or last time Neil was on vacation, you started talking about this cartoon, and I want to touch base with you because I've been asking everybody about this cartoon. Which one is nobody that? Nobody knows about it. Prince Planet. Prince Planet. You know what? We just had an asshole sales rep in here distract, distracting my producer today. And I have a couple of videos that a friend made. They're like copies of copies that I'm bringing in for him. They are the toughest thing to find. Did you ever see it or you just talked? I saw it. I can explain it to you. Oh, no. You don't have to explain it to me. I, I grew up with it. And I have the, uh, the, they're bad copies of the videos, but you don't have to explain it to me. No, I was just, it was so, it was so cool because. But it was know, violent. Oh, it was very violent, but he would like, he'd be, you know, trying to save somebody and his pee ran out of fuel and yes. he'd call up to the planet and the Radio. guys were sleeping. The guys are sleeping right and they have to beam the energy to him. <laughs> it was, but the, the point is, I grew up, you know, in, like when, when I was a, a young adult, all of the cartoons, they had already eliminated real cartoon death. In other words, the G.I. Joe series, they shot lasers at each other all through the, the half hour and no one got hit. No one died. No one ever died. Uh, like the A-team. Here they exactly. are shooting machine guns at each other, and no one died. And we, I grew up on cartoons where they, the, the hero killed the villain. Like the villain would say, oh, no, no, don't kill me. And the hero would say, you're bad, die. And then he would kill him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, if I could ever find any way to watch that again or get some stuff off the Internet well, maybe, on that. Maybe somebody will call that has it you know, publicly available. My tape doesn't, uh, doesn't do it justice, my tapes. or, or I, I'd put them out there on the circuit. What's real funny is, like I said, I've asked probably 50 people that are my age group, uh, you know, have you ever heard of this cartoon? And they never heard of it. No, it's like down here, they showed it down here on Channel 23 when it was half and half Spanish. It would go English until like 6 o'clock, and then it would turn to Spanish. And then that's where they had all of those, Speed Racer and Kim of the White Lion, Prince exactly. Planet. I remember Kim of the White Lion. Yep. Okay, George, well, right. get back to the deep, deep thoughts. Oh, yeah, deep thoughts. Talk to you. No problem. 1128. On 560 WQAM. You like a great cigar? I sure do. Boy, what's life without a good cigar? If you're a guy or a woman who wants to be a guy or who just wants to be a macho woman, whatever. Nix is the place to go to get your great cigars. It's the largest manufacturer of premium hand-rolled cigars in the entire U.S. of A. It's a third generation of premium cigar craftsmen who really know their stuff. And Nix is a local manufacturer, which means factory direct savings for you. You buy premium uh, cigars at affordable prices because there's no pimp involved, no middleman. 
So get on down to Nick's. Don't forget, every Saturday, if you can't make it down there during the week, if you're like a working stiff or you have a life, Saturdays from 11 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon, they stay open just for you guys to go down there and pick up on all your great cigars and humidors and uh, all your other accessories, too. Nick's Cigars, for the people who really appreciate a great cigar, 7111 West Flagler, just a mile east off the Flagler Street exit, your Palmetto Expressway, 305-266-9907. Put some real enjoyable pleasure in your puss real soon from our friends at Nick's Cigars. When Monica Lewis, she wants a great big stick. She goes down and gets it at next. I, uh, I, uh, I, 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 I don't have a clue. Oh, I'm a monkey, you're a monkey, she's a monkey, eat the monkey, we're all monkeys now. I'm a monkey, you're a monkey, she's a monkey, eat the monkey, we're all monkeys now. Swinging tree to tree, we scream and squawk and shout. No responsibilities, that's what we're all about. Ow, ow, monkey, you're a monkey, she's a monkey, eat a monkey, we're all monkeys now. We don't do anything, we're told because we don't know how. Don't brush our teeth, don't comb our hair, we don't even wear clothes. We're up to make you queasy with our private parts exposed. I'm a monkey, you're a monkey, she's a monkey, he's a monkey, we're all monkeys now. We're not well-mannered, well-behaved, we just love to drop trowel. We'll do some tricks, we'll make you laugh until we are bad. Then we'll lay down, scratch our butts, and watch you all turn red. Oh, I'm a monkey, you're a monkey, she's a monkey, he's a monkey, we're all monkeys now. We wouldn't want to be a dog, a cat, a horse, or cow. We're smelly, and we like it, and we've heard the things you said. So don't come within 10 feet of us, or we'll whiz on your head. Oh, I'm a monkey, you're a monkey, she's a monkey, he's a monkey, we're all monkeys now. I'm a monkey, you're a monkey, she's a monkey, he's a monkey, we're all monkeys now. Twenty-six till twelve. Excuse me, monkey. On five sixty WQAM, Lady in Plantation. Hello, hello, Lady in Plantation. Hey, lady. Hey, uh, lady. Lady, I can't answer Jerry Lewis with his voice. <laughs> Yes. I called because, uh, as the other gentleman said, I was already on hold when he said it. I also admire the depth of your perception, and that's serious. However, I have to admit, I'm a person standing here with a drop of uh, blue 2000. Oh, I'm sorry, I had to do that. I was just being yeah. deep. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> you are, though. You're very, very insightful. I've heard you a number of times, but uh, it is coming from somebody that's standing here with a, a blue toenail from a drop of 2000 flushes. <laughs> I don't okay. know what I do about that, but I actually, I swear to God, I, I, that, that's, a, that's an amazing thing to happen to only me. I was from okay. a toilet bowl brush. But I called really, uh, what got me to pick up the phone was I heard you say um, about, that was the yeah. insightful part. People are stressed from work, and they come home, they have a beer, et cetera. Kids will go to the video game, get it off their chest. It made me feel better when I was young and had a hard continue day. Continue on the arcade, Blow some aliens away. How something. old are you, 30-ish? 34. You're 34, and they, you were doing the videos already. Now, yeah, because I'm an overgrown kid. As a matter of fact, getting older, all getting older meant for me was that I had more money to do the city crap that <laughs> uh, You know I what, George? You're, you are one of what I perceive of you never having met you, but having heard you a very seriously, a very serious now, mature person for whatever age you were. At I'm any not time. serious. Yeah, you are very No, smart. no, I'm a goofball. Ask anybody. I don't think. I don't think. I, I the, think. The thing is, the kids, kids like, I'm 45, have about nine, what, what, 11 years on you. But the thing is, 
Yes, everybody's stressed, but my problem is... Yeah, they is, are. Yeah, they are. Right. Anything that relieves stress in your life, that's a good well, thing. But, okay, but here's what I want to bring up. Please, so I have the 11 years on you. In my day, <laughs> uh, younger, we didn't have the video games. No. And so you went out... But there was, there was no murder in your day, right? I'm not saying that. Okay, go ahead. Well, honestly, we didn't hear about it. Her only word was mafia, real mafia, and that uh -huh. was it. I lived in a neighborhood in where they dumped bodies, you know? So I heard Did about it. Did you go through their pockets? She said they Brooklyn. You always said her body was dumped here and there. Did you but, roll them? Did you rifle through them? Well, but here, what I want to say is the kids, the very, really vile video games aren't necessary. You can have a video game. It's not a matter of whether they're necessary or not. They're in demand. The kids play them. But if they have never known about them, but don't you understand? This, is, this is how capitalism works: is people are going to produce what they know people want and That's will sell. I know. I'm an entrepreneur. The but desire is there first. But I would never put out a product that would. Well, you, you wouldn't, but a lot of people would, and and we're not going to make laws against violent video games. They're not going to pass. And if they did pass, the the kids would start trading underground video games from other countries. They'd be That's playing Das Juden from Germany or whatever. You know, they would they would get their hands on whatever violent game. Let, they uh, let me get. ask you this, and it's hard to ask you because you are sensible. I see. When you were seventeen, eighteen, you were doing the video games. <laughs> yes, I was. Okay. Now let's say you didn't have the really killer kind. You just had more fun. I, I, you know. The, you know. The, 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 we had all the same kind of crap. We had the, the and, and they're innocuous by comparison. But the cowboy game, where you have the big screen in front of you, you pick up the fake gun and uh, you uh, shoot out at the OK corral. I hate kind to of say it, I did and nobody's that had a problem with that because cowboy movies yeah. are a big part of Americana. I did that once. Sure. I can't believe you're mentioning that. Of course. That was kind of fun. Yeah, of course it was fun. <laughs> but that's not a video game. That just, you know. Well, that, but that's I'll drive the back cowboy. Same thing. Same thing. Now they have video versions of it. Anyway, oh, thank you for calling, man. All right. Thank you very much. That's it's the same thing. The, with the, you're holding the real life-size gun. Sure, it's oranged and attached uh, to the game with a wire. But nevertheless, you you get into a shooting stance, and uh, and bada bing, and you're doing you know you're trying not to shoot the lady with the the stroller and everything like that. They had the cowboy one. They had the cop one where uh, you know you you're shooting at the tenement building, trying to hit the drug dealer, et cetera, and so on. It's, it's always been around, and before the video games, we had the kid games. And you would, if you didn't have a toy gun, one moment, please. I can't get my thing. If you didn't have a toy gun, you used your finger. You'd carve a bar of soap into the shape of a gun. You'd use something. Miami Lakes, hello. Enough of the sucking. Oh. Okay. Enough for you. Sunrise, hello. Hello, George. Hello. I just wanted to put give you my take on this uh, violent video games. Yeah. After you, sound playing like, a, you sound like a violent video game player. To yes, me. after playing a lot of Space Invaders growing up in Pong, I wrote Tastes Like a Penny. Oh, oh, who's this? <laughs> this is Fritz. Hey, Fritz, how are you? How do you okay. like me playing your tune? I know, I heard. I what do you think? I, I remember, so you were the one that called me after you sent it to me, right? Yes. And I and I you remember me weeping practically apologetically that I that it wasn't gonna fly. Yes, and then I heard lots of songs on there, and then it finally came on. So. And finally, it came on. Well, I wanted to promote it. I built it up. That's fine. It's such That's... a funny and disgusting song, but yes. it's uh, it's worth playing. And we've come a long way in three years. It's amazing what we can play now that they would have had heart attacks about three years ago. And that's all a result of playing these violent video games. Is, is that what it is? Yes. See there, Mom and Dad, if you want your kid to grow up to be a rock star, buy them a violent video game. Exactly. All right. Hey, yeah. was this before you guys were big? You guys didn't have... Um, like that was 
You guys didn't have CDs when you sent me this, did you? No, no, that was like three. Okay. Three years ago, fun. All right, well, go get that call for it. Okay, thanks. All right, take it easy and send free passes when you're performing. Okay. All right, later on, hey, we got some free passes to go see some Crease. Maybe we'll play some more Crease later on. Not the uh, not the anus song. We're not gonna play that again today. And when they practice, uh, keep it down. And when they practice, keep it down, because Joe Castello says that you're obnoxious, like the gypsies that live across the canal. They're up all hours of the night. Their kids talk about irresponsible parenting. I, I don't know if they are gypsies. I'm just by default. I, I'm claiming that they're gypsies because uh, their whole act doesn't make any sense to me, that, that their kids are up at 3 o'clock in the morning running around the yard screaming, screeching, as children are wont to do when they, uh, when they play. 20 till 12 on 560 QAM. Ed Kaplan knows the scores. Starting at 10 till the last game ends. Weeknights only on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Wrecked them. Hell, it damn near killed them. My anus. 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 Y'all like cutting little stinkers? Uh-huh. That funny little yeah. sound that comes right out of your sphincters? Want to copy me and do exactly like I do? Uh-huh. Get paid for writing little songs about boo-boo? My brain's all gone. I'm trying to get my groove on. But I can't figure out which Spice Girl I'm going to fart on. And hey, Dr. Dre asked, Yo, man, you pass gas? Hell no. Why do I smell ass? Man, you low class. Well, since age 12, it seemed like I always smelled. I thought ripping gases and tooting was pretty swell. I got pissed off when I took my jeans off and fought it so hard and turned my underwear backwards like crisscross. Oh! And every night I'm like, oh, dinner last. Then fun out my ass faster than a fat bitch who ain't too fast. Smell this, honey. Yo, wait a minute, my girl, cuz. I don't give a fuck. God sent me to stink the world up. My anus. My anus. My anus. My anus. My anus. My anus. Teacher wanted me kicked out back in junior high. Said the problem was something crawled up my ass and died. I shot him in the face with my vapor. The worst happened later when I covered his desk with used toilet paper. Walked in the strip club, my intestines were filled up. Moved the bartender and took a dump in a tip club. Went over to a dancer, had a buck in her garden. She lifted her leg up. And I knew she was a father. 99% of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mom got more gas than I do. I told her I'd grow up to be a famous rapper. Make a record about strange noises made on the crapper. You know you was dirt when the women rushed to leave. You tried to hold it back, but your butt needed relief. This guy at White Castle said it was pretty cool. But I had to go. Go drop the kids off at the pool. My anus. My anus. My anus. Okay then, 13 till 12, 560, WQAM. You know, I gave that to Power because uh, I thought it's, you know, right up their alley. No, no pun intended. Correct them. But uh, they said it was too strong for their delicate airways. They didn't want to offend anyone. So there you go, kitties. If you want the good stuff, you got to come over here to the AM band. Ain't that sad? 
like the uh, Tastes Like a Penny song, which I'll, I'll, I'll play that for the rest of the week because, again, I don't know uh, if Neil will. It's a little long. It's three minutes, but uh, nevertheless, it's, uh, it's worth airing. And I might play some more Crease if uh, the calls drop off today. 567-0560 in Dador, Broward, and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Miami Lakes, hello. Miami Lakes. Hello. Hello. Now, back to vouchers. If you are, like, in a area where the schools aren't good, and let's say, I know that, you know, your feelings about religion, but let's just say there's a good Catholic school in the area, uh-huh. but they charge you a few dollars to go there, and you can get a voucher the, the, that can give fact, your kids a better fact, education the, the fact, they could get sir, at the sir, school. Sir, What's wrong with that? Sir, the fact that the vouchers can be used for religious schools makes my blood boil. Okay, because the religious schools, if if you don't think that the religious schools are part of the great big church, especially the Catholic schools, then you're fooling yourself. And I know people who are not particularly religious that send their children to Catholic schools or other religious schools, and I think, why? What is wrong with your brain? Well, well, let me explain it to you then. I taught, first of all, I went to Catholic school, to grammar school, high school, Uh and college, and I'm you know, whatever they call the Catholics that don't go to church anymore, you know, but that, that's, well, they, they, don't they had no college. problems, I got a great education, okay. then I became a teacher in public school, where there's no discipline, right. where the parents well, no don't really seem to care. Right, yes. Then, you're, you're talking about two separate problems. You're talking about the fact that we have bad public schools, as if religious schools are the salvation to, you no, know, no, to that problem. No, no, they're not salvation, it's just that, in general, and this is a big generalization, I would say Catholic schools are better than public schools. And well, I think say, that you could say this. it's taught private in both schools, systems. So I taught in schools. the public school system. Great, and, and, and now you're repeating yourself. Private schools typically are better schools than public schools. There are fewer students, period. There are fewer students per teacher, which promotes a better education. They have more money per student for up-to-date books, quality books, quality equipment, and quality teachers. So private schools have the public schools beat hands down. The solution is to bring the the public schools up to that level, to do whatever it is that the private schools are doing and to bring them up to that level. And like I said, I know a lot of people that send their kids to Catholic schools. I've known lots of people that went to Catholic schools, and they weren't all screwed up by it. But once again, if you are feeding the evil empires of religion in the world, you are doing the wrong thing. Go right ahead. You're free. It's a free country. Give your money to the evil empire, to the evil mind-stealing, hypocritical empires. The schools are just a part of it. The schools are just step one in the brainwashing, conditioning of your children to the mentality that these people represent, which is give us your money, do what we say, and shut up. So I, I really loathe the entire concept of religious schools. And they're good. They're better than the public schools for the same reason that the non-religious private schools are better than the public schools. More money per student, bottom line. Better teachers, better books, better facilities, more money per student. And the answer to the public school dilemma, dilemma, I went to public school, can you tell? The answer to that problem is not to take money away from them. The, what's going to wind up happening is the public schools are going to be just slush pools for the people that can't afford private school with or without the vouchers. That's all that's going to happen. 
9 till 12 on 560 QAM. Mobile and Sunrise, hello. Hello, Mobile and Sunrise. How are you doing, George? All right. Listen, if, if that's the case, and I agree with you on that, um, as a parent... Um, on what? The, the school thing? Hello? Hello? Yes. Go ahead. As, as a parent, um, why would, until this situation is corrected with public schools, because it, they seem like it over and over again that they're going to they're gonna correct situations, until then, why if you to send your kid to a, a private school, why wouldn't you just do that? I mean... I mean that seems like the the best the best way, and that's what seems to seems to be the problem. Until the public schools situations are corrected and up to that level, then why would I bother even attempting to send my kid to a public school? And until then, until, until corrected. Well, that's that's a good point. A lot of people send their kids to private schools. That's the whole sure. point. There are lots of private schools, and a lot of people send their kids to them. And we were on the verge of it also, but the kids scored high and got into a magnet program. So. Uh, we don't have to, at least at this point, unless I find out that the magnet school is also a gangster school. I don't have a problem with um, with private schools. They're great. I just have a problem with using the tax dollars to fund them, especially the religious ones. That, no, that, I agree. that makes me uh, crazy. No, I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, it's bad enough that the churches get away without paying any taxes at all, that they're right. tax-exempt. Now uh, the tax dollars are going to be uh, spent on sending kids to these brainwashing uh, factories. You're right. As subtle as they may be. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Uh huh. Miami, hello. 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 Hi, George. I'm going to loop you back to a topic earlier, if you don't mind, about guns and violence. I don't mind. I'm a testimonial to living in a completely violence-free atmosphere. Where Where was that? In uh, the Principality of Monaco. Okay. And uh, I was an American talk show host for many years and decided I'd do myself a solid being threatened almost. Well, Monaco, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it just like just a whole bunch of rich people on a, on a small amount of land? Isn't that all that is? You're about three quarters right, but okay. I live there and I'm not a rich person, so I may be the exception to I'm the just, rule. I'm just wondering how many disillusioned young people we have running around Monaco, how many real bitter poor people that uh, can't seem to get a break uh, there are running around Monaco. Perhaps the most important point is the per capita police ratio, which is the highest oh. in the world. Well, no question. And 800 cameras surveilling Monaco, which uh -huh. is a little smaller than Central Park. It's like a big mall. It's a big mall, and their theme is they'd like your grandmother to be able to leave the casino at 2 o'clock in the morning with all her jewels and a million dollars right. and get home safely. You know? And that's as it should be. Like Vegas, you see a lot of that going on in Vegas. Well, yeah, you do. And, and you mentioned that, that Neil was on his way to Europe. I just want right. to reinforce his decision. If he wants to come, it is a crime-free paradise. And what it does is it changes your mentality. Uh, your uh -huh. stress level drops by 50%. You stop looking over your shoulder when you hear a footfall behind you. Uh -huh. And it really lightens up your life into a lot of joyful modes that you are not feeling threatened every minute of the day. I'm a New York person, so mm -hmm. uh, this was a wonderful contrast. So to, what does it take to get rid of the guns? Well, the Europeans don't think it's the guns. They think it's the Americans who are crazy. The they're, guns they're absolutely correct. They're absolutely right. It's the people. It ain't the guns. And the European mentality just can't absorb that. It's part of the problem that they have with the perception of Kosovo at this particular point. It's sort of perceived in Europe, and I'm generalizing, but as another American Wild West show. Yeah. Well, I like that Wild West show. Not to take sides on it, but the <laughs> Europeans view it as an opportunity for us to exercise our military might. I don't think, uh, I don't think any American really wants to be over there, uh, you know, not to take sides, again, like you said. But there's no question that what the Serbians were doing was wrong. There's no question about that. I'm sure that everyone that's over there that's an American would much rather be home on the couch watching TV, drinking a beer. 
Is it nice to have a black hat in our lives again, though, with Milosevic? Uh, we kind of miss that. Well, he he generally he uh, genuinely is one. He's an asshole, and he needs to go. Oh yeah, I and mean, without a villain, America seems to be lost. We put out space movies and have Martians attack us. Right. We've got a real live bad and, guy. And, that and can the shoot. villain right now is uh, video games. They will kill. Uh, they'll kill us all. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. And uh, yeah, Monaco, boy, talk about that's like Singapore. In other words, you know, it's, yeah, bucks. Nice and clean, everything clean and pristine, and a real Nazi police force. Uh, you know, they have what two cops per uh, individual, something like that. I'm, I'm joking. I'm being ridiculous. Four till twelve on five sixty QAM. WQAM five six seven oh five sixty. If you want to talk about whatever, any of these uh, any of these things, the school voucher thing, the Kosovo thing, the nerve of that guy. Go back to Monaco. The thought that that we're spending tax dollars for our own fun, like we all we're all having a great time over there in Kosovo. The three guys that got captured, we we love watching that on TV. Like like there's any one person that wouldn't rather have those guys back over here and wouldn't want to be spending all those uh, tax dollars over there to help people, to help poor people who are being uh, brutalized, slaughtered, raped, murdered, burned out of their houses. And there are some Europeans that think it's a big cowboy show. Well, yeah, there are some Europeans that are being raped and murdered also. And those are the people that we're helping. And the people that don't understand that, uh, you know, they don't understand that. And screw them, quite frankly. F*** them. Because we're not doing it for ourselves. I mean, does anybody really believe that? Hey, Jam and Johnny, how you doing, man? No, I, don't, I don't hear a thing, dude. I don't hear a thing. Don't worry about it. Our good, close, personal friend from Power 96, Jam and Johnny. Mobile and Sunrise, hello. Hey, George. Hey. How you doing? All right. Uh, the voucher system. Did I hear you say that there would be less dollars for the public schools? Uh, yeah. Well, let's take this premise. All right, let's take a premise. Okay, premise is that each student has a... In other words, the schools are being reimbursed by the state $1,000 per student. Okay. Now you get a voucher. Uh-huh. You have 10 students in a class, right? You have a voucher. Now you lose two students. Uh-huh. The students are still getting $1,000 apiece. There's just eight of them instead of 10 of them. 
but the students that are left in that school, that means there's $8,000 going to that school where there was $10,000 going to that school. But the, that was for each student. What do you want to do? You want to get more money for each student? No, you're, you're, you're missing something somewhere. I know. I think, in other words, what I'm saying is each student is still getting the same amount the of money, dollars. The money that, all right, the vouchers mean that the people pay less money in taxes, which is all great. We're all for that. Okay, that money is taken and given over to the school. You actually get a check back from the government is what that means. Okay. Is, is the, what's, that's what your voucher is. And you sign that over to the private school. Okay. That's, that's money that would have been going to the public school. So the public school is not getting that money. The private school is getting that money. You have tax dollars going to private schools. Well, won't that... That's the bottom line. The well, money's coming from somewhere. Okay, uh, but let me ask this question. Do you think if the public school, and if this creates a competition, okay, don't you think oh, that... Oh, for crying out loud. No. The government, the government is not in the business of competing but on the, an economic level with schools. But the schools are. Why do you think even in the public that, that schools... That is such a science fiction scenario that you're... That like, like somehow... Because George, the, George. the private schools have been kicking the public schools' asses for years now. George, is that no, lighting no, no, a fire? No. Is that your implication that no, that's no, somehow going to no. light a fire under the public schools' asses? No. All the time in the papers when they print the schools that with the SAT test and which schools are uh -huh. doing well and which those are the people that those are the schools that need more money, more attention, better teachers. But they're getting the same. They're getting the same exactly. But people are lying about their address to go from this school from this. But no district, question because they don't want to go to gangster school. Been there, done yeah. that. But isn't that isn't that a competition? The, the parents are competing. The parents are competing to get their kids into a good school. The bottom line is we've got to take these bad schools and turn them into good schools, and you do that with money. Uh, how, how else do you do that? Uh, the uh, schools are bad because they have bad teachers and bad equipment. What is a good George, school? George, is, is, is your edu the education you got in public school better than the ones you're getting today? Uh, I'm not getting any education today. The kids today. The kids today? That was the same sack of crap. I went to Dade County Public Schools, and let me tell you something. It was embarrassing to go from Dade County Public Schools to North Carolina, and the stupid black-toothed rednecks up there were saying, boy, you sure are stupid. You can't do long division. And I couldn't. I was a product of the Dade County Public School System, which sucked then and sucks now. I, I think my point is that if you went, you, know, you went to school 10, 15, 20 years ago, the education you got with less dollars was better than it is today. I don't, I don't think so. With less dollars, less relative dollars. Yeah, relative dollars. I, I don't, I don't know if we're spending less, uh, more money now or less dollars then. Is uh, that a fact? Is that something you know for a fact? Uh, I don't know. I really okay. don't. I really don't. I don't, I don't know either. So we could go run around in circles all day long. Bottom line, bad schools. What is a bad school if not bad teachers and bad equipment? What, what is a school? It's a building full of teachers and equipment and books. If you have a bad school. What, what is it? Is it a bad building because we have lead paint on the walls? What are we talking about? The schools need more money. All of the schools, all of the public schools need more money. If you want to send your kid to a private school and you have the money to do it, God bless you. If you want to send your kid to a religious school to have his brainwashed properly at home and at school, go for it. It's a free country. But to take the, the public money out of the public school system, and you know it's going to be taken out of the public school system. It's not going to come from, they're not going to take it out of Social Security. That's going to be the school budget. The vouchers are part of the school budget. That's going to suck money out of the schools that are already hurting. And you're going to have a two-class system, which is exactly what the Republican Party wants. 
is a two-class system, haves and have-nots. And again, I'm coming from the position of someone who can afford to send their kid to a, public, to a private school. We were looking at it. It would have been tough. It would have been, you know, cut corners here and there. But we could have done it. So, you know, if they, if they do bring vouchers out, you know, I'll be one of the people that can take advantage of it and just might. And a lot of people will. And there goes the public school system. And for all of the people that have that mentality, that have and have not mentality, there would be fewer criminals and fewer gangsters running around there if the kid actually had a fighting chance in the workplace. And that comes from an education. It's the illiterate people that have no way to make a living that have to turn to things. Not all of them are going to be happy digging ditches. Not all of them are going to be happy spreading asphalt and tarring roofs. Some are going to want something more, and they're going to pick up a gun, and they're going to go lead a life of crime, or they're going to you know, do all kinds of things. They're going to be frustrated if, if the education system fails them. That's our first line of defense uh, in the school system anyways, to give these kids a good education so that they actually have the ability to get a job, so they have that option. So if you think that just by saving your little uh, Timmy and Jane, if you just, just getting your kid a good education is going to take care of your kid's problem, your kid's going to get mugged by a kid who didn't get a good education, so he couldn't get a good job. That's why we need public schools. That's why we need good public schools. And not just give the kids a good education, but work on that EQ thing that I was talking about earlier, where they'll actually sit the kids down and talk about feelings and the way that they should treat each other and what it means to be an asshole and how you can go through life uh, without being one and why it's actually beneficial to you to go through life without being an asshole. There needs to be money for all of those programs, etc. and so on. Miami, hello. George. Yes. I got a four-year-old who's going to be five and he's going to go to kindergarten this year. Yes. My wife and I, we went to the elementary school. Mm-hmm. It scared us. We didn't it was like just it. a scary place. Sure it is. So, you What's know, the answer to that problem, though? Well, Abandon it? No. I, you know, I, I personally don't know the answer, but I got to be honest with you. I, I, more I, money, more money is the answer. More I, money, more attention is no, the answer, sir. The only reason I'm, I'll, I'll, I would probably take advantage of the voucher and send my kid to private. A lot of people would, sir, and I just might as well. But it's not because I don't think he's going to get a better education. It's because I think he's going to be more safe in that Safer. environment. Well, That's how do, all we, I care how do about. we create a safe environment for our children in the public schools? With more money or less money? Well, the only the only thing that I personally know about is, or, or that, I, that I read is that the, the school system itself wastes a lot of money. There, there's, there's no question that they waste a lot of money. That has to be corrected. And like here in Broward, we don't have a magnet program. Yes, you do. Now, I don't believe Broward County School System has the magnet. It absolutely has a, it a great magnet program, and my daughter's taking advantage of it next year. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that. A very fat magnet program. Well, like, for example, here in Broward, all the money that the school system is spending on, on schools is going, to the, is going out west. All the schools in the east are not getting anything. That's not true. Well, that's what I hear about. Well, that's not true. Sorry. Well. Have, have a good day, sir, and you thank too. you very much for calling. The, uh, the school that she's going to next year is east. And, uh, and I'm not going to name it because I don't want anybody blowing it up just because she's going there. And you know that's going to happen. 11-12 on 560 W. Shannon, I Faulkner. And now, for Danica Phil, in association with your high school personal hygiene class, presents Back to School, a semester to remember. Welcome, students. We're glad to have you back, and we know you'll be glad to be have had back. 
We've made many costly improvements here, beginning in the lunchroom. Our pleasantly obese cafeteria patrons spent their summer in electrolysis. So this year, you'll find significantly less hair in your food. As we walk past the gym and peek at some athletic supporters, we approach the all-purpose room, where today the Junior Cheese Cutters Club is meeting. My nose tells me it must be Limburger Day. Say, fellas, who cut the cheese? And so, before we say farewell and kiss you off, a special personal note to you new seniors. This school year, you may experience strange new urges toward opposite members of your sex. While these feelings are common, they're also disgusting and something to be ashamed of. But relax. When you're a little older and get married, you'll never have these feelings again. So, with nasty thoughts of behind behind us, we look forward to a great school year that stretches out in front of like a giant rubber band, ready to step back in our eyes, blinding us to the future! 1217560 WQAM. So I was thinking back to my education uh, here in Dade County, and I thought real hard about it, and uh, in retrospect, it was a sack of crap. The educational system back then whether they were spending more money per student back then in uh, relative dollars than they are now, I don't know, but it was a sack of crap. I don't know if it's better or worse now in Dade County, Broward County, uh, maybe it's marginally better, I don't know, because I didn't be bought back and forth. I just uh, spun around Dade County as a child, but it, it sucked then, and I'm pretty sure it sucks now, unless it's gotten way better, and my child's experience in the Broward County school system, uh, weak, mediocre at best, is, uh, is my assessment of that. Went to North Carolina, they were a year, at least two years in some, in some classes ahead of me of where I was, going from sixth to seventh grade. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. These troglodytes who could barely speak English, they, they spoke draw, and, and they were ahead of me a year to two years in, in most classes on most subjects. And the further north you go, the better the schools were, which meant the more behind I was. So when I went from North Carolina to Montana, same thing again. I had some scrambling, some heavy double duty to catch up to where those kids were up there in the middle of the freaking woods. Mobile in Hollywood, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Listen, let's remind our friend from Monaco that the, the uh, Europeans have never met a dictator they don't like. Uh-huh. And uh, at least on two occasions, they've turned to us to help their ass, including Chamberlain essentially inviting Hitler to take the Rhineland. Yep. And uh, if it wasn't for us, the French would be speaking German. Right. Oh, thank you very much, sir. That's right. The, the French, the, the brave and ferocious French. 1219 on QAM. Here's a lady in Port St. Lucie. Hello. Yes, hello, George. Hi there. Um, I am actually going to be a teacher. And, oh, uh, God help you. Huh? God help you. I, yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I don't agree with the voucher system because, like you said, that money that should be going to our local schools, which need lots of insurance. There's, there's no question. You've got to be an idiot not to know that. And, you know, why don't we just go back to the old, old system where you pay for your kid's school, and if you can't afford to send your kid to school, your kid becomes a ditch digger. Is, is that what the people want? I'll tell you, that's what the Republicans would like. Yeah. No, no taxes for school at all. Anyone who can afford to send their kid to school, they get an education. The rest of the people, y'all can serve us. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that you know some policy, the policy does need to be changed. They, to get rid of, of some of that. You know, there are some teachers are there that are just 
you know, just waiting for their, their check to come in and just kind of get through their years. Oh, there's there no are question? Some on- what the hell was that? That wasn't me. I, I didn't know. move. <laughs> but, um, Had a little power spike there. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so policy, yes, I agree. Policy does need to, they change, need to change, but we also... Policy, they need to change, they, you know, uh, uh, overhaul the whole yes. freaking thing. Yeah, there's, it's just... But less money isn't going to help. Exactly, and the voucher system, I mean, the classes that I'm taking now and the teachers, as, as they talk to us, they're like, just watch out for that and write your legislation, all that kind of stuff, because this could really be disastrous to public schools. Yes, and not could. everyone can afford to go to public schools. I graduated from Western High down in Davie. Yeah. I, I, I did pretty okay, but was that, that was, was that a 1990. School? I'm sorry? Was that a public school? A public school. Okay. That's, that's way out west. Yeah, we're all, we're all going to be okay, but uh, I mean, it was I'm, lacking. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I must have had lucked out with most of my teachers being pretty, you know, decent or, or whatever. I don't know how that happened, but I did. Well, you're uh, a lucky one. Yeah. Okay. But I also wanted to ask you, do you have any mono? I've heard you talk about mono before. The music or the music? Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. I was playing mono on a uh, previous show. Yes, I, well, would you be able to play some maybe today or tomorrow? Today or tomorrow. Oh, cool. Just for you, okay? Okay, and I'm going to be mailing, mailing you something. It's called the God Can, and you are going to laugh. Okay. Okay. All right. I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I can't wait. Oh, by the way, thank you, Gary, Royal Enterprises and Supply for uh, the movie passes. Builder Building Supply. They are uh, uh, wholesale building supplies, builders' hardware, bits, fasteners, tools, and accessories, 305-966-6369. There's my uh, whoring the show for movie passes thing that we'll be doing a lot, by the way, for uh, anything. Coral Springs, hello. George. Yes. How you doing? All right. Good. A couple of quick things. First of all, I agree with you that the school systems are definitely subpar. But they're they're big time subpar. And by the way, just just to compare, I was comparing state to state when the exchange students would come from another country, same age or younger, they had us smoked. Oh, by sure. the way, the European schools had us beat all over. They were speaking two and three languages at the very least. They knew everything that uh, that we were struggling with. They'd already done it a year or two years previously. Uh, you know, it, it's embarrassing. It's, no, it's got to stop. I agree with you that, that it is subpar, but I also think that you get out of it what you put into it. And I remember back in high school yeah, that, yeah, that but a lot of kids used to say, oh, the teachers aren't teaching me, yet they would go home and never do the homework or never work. Is, is, there, is there a sadder creature in the world than a teenager? That, you know, they, they do. They want to be taken by the hand. Exactly. And that's one of the things that the private schools do, by the way, is they, they'll smack the kid around. Right. They'll, they'll, they'll grab them by the shirt collar and say, you will, you know, we have ways to make you do homework. Uh, and the public schools, like the lady said before, there's people there. They're just taking a check. They're doing the same thing year after year. They're just reciting out of the teacher's manual, passing out ditto, ditto sheets, uh, you know, grading the papers, and then they uh, they go home and have right. a smoke. But in any event, some of the things that I think that need to be done to improve them are definitely, like you said before, more funding is, is definitely an answer. The other thing, too, and, and a lot of people may not want to say it, but they still hire teachers in the Tri-County area and – a lot of the hiring practices are based on affirmative action. Yeah. And I've seen it firsthand. Me I too. used to work in Palm Beach County, and I've seen some Palm Beach County. I saw an English teacher, a female English teacher, that was teaching her English class and in talking to her students was basically speaking Ebonics. Yeah. I, and to me, that's unacceptable. Yeah. And another thing that needs to be done in order to make these schools better is mm-hmm. more discipline. 
There's no got question. to be more discipline and, and involved. The, the, uh, if anything has changed since uh, the time that I went to school is that they have really tied the teachers and the principal's hands. Not only can they not paddle, which that's fine, but they can't even kick the kids out of school. They, they've removed all of the disciplinary options from the schools, right. and that's nuts. Well, you know, another thing is something like, you know, the Scared Straight program. A lot of people don't want to hear it, but a lot of the reason why you see things like that not happening and you see less discipline in schools is because you have people like the ACLU that will just not tolerate it. Right. And, you know, and if you want to really make changes, you have to do things drastically. And a lot of people may not like discipline. A lot of people may not like the Scared Straight program. And a lot of people may think, oh, well, affirmative action is necessary. But there are drawbacks to those things. All right. And if you, you know, if you want to hire on lower standards, your your end result is going to be kids with less education. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, and I, I can't argue that point because I had the kid, my kid had a teacher that also uh, conducted her classes in Ebonics and said things like acts. And when you went, and we went to all the open houses, by the way, we're very involved parents, and there's a teacher saying things like acts. And, uh, you know, one of my kid's teachers was still calling her by a, a, a wrong name. At the very the last day of school, she was still addressing my child by someone else's name. Never learned her name. Same teacher. And you know, and then there was the other teacher that was doing Catholic service during class. So the the teachers are very subpar in Florida, especially in South Florida. I can't talk about the rest of the state. Very subpar down here. It's not just more money. It's not just you can't just throw money at it and hope the money will stick in the right place. But we have to get involved. The people have to get involved. The the government, the state, has to get involved at cleaning up these schools. It takes money to do that, but it's what you do with the money, as in getting quality teachers in there. And the criteria should be quality teacher, not affirmative action, like the guy said. I mean, sure, we want to have a nice mixed bag of teachers teaching our schools, but if you can't make the grade, if you, you, know, if you can't pass the teaching test, you're out of there. Remember the big uproar a few years back because they had the, the test that the teachers had to take? The tests were... Uh, seventh to ninth grade level stuff, and the teachers had to take the test. And there was a big outcry from the teachers because they had to take this test. Now, if you can't, if you, now the teachers, they have to have at least a BA, right? A BS, a BS, a BA to be a teacher's aide, a BS to be a, a real teacher. And you can't pass a seventh to uh, ninth grade test, level test, and they're all in uproars about that. We have to prove our qualifications. You know, f***ing A, you do. You're going to be teaching our kids and, and, and getting money from us? You better be able to prove your qualifications. And they're all crying, we don't make enough money to have to... No, no, they don't. That part's right. The teachers don't make enough money. That's why the good teachers are hopped up by the private schools, because the private schools pay their teachers more. So we do need to increase the pay for the teachers and the incentives for the teachers and reward the good teachers with money and perks and uh, and the bad teachers, you 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 know, you flush them down the drain. You sh can them. It's as simple as that. I mean, we're talking about our children here, and not just our children, but other people's children that your children are going to have to live in the world with later on. So you can't just take care of your own little kid and think that they're going to be just fine. They're going to be out there encountering these other people's children. We're in the same boat. It's the same country. We live in the same city, same place. We hang in the same neighborhoods. You're going to be standing in line next to these people at the store. You know, you want people using food stamps? Keep going the way you're going with the vouchers and everything like that. They're all going to be on food stamps before you're done. 1227 on 560 QAM.
Alright class, okay, okay. Pay attention. <coughs> Children, please to be getting away from that slurpy machine. Very good, very good. Now let us try. These I'm students trying. are beginning an exciting new career in the high-risk, low-paying world of convenience store management, and you can too. Here at CSMI, the Convenience Store Management Institute will teach you English as a seventh language. Very good, very good. What to say during a holdup? How to remove a bullet using only a Pez dispenser. It all adds up to a stimulating new career. Just ask recent CSMI graduate, Spliff Ganjaman. Uh, Spliff? Can I help you, man? Never mind. To find out more, write to CSMI P.O. Box 711, Cumberland Farms, Montana. Remember, if you're looking for a livelihood, there will be plenty of livelihoods looking for you after you graduate from the Convenience Store Management Institute. 27 till 1560 WQAM. So quick correction, uh, 954-966-6369 for Royal Enterprises and Supplies, Wholesale Building Supply, because it's an old card, so Gary gave me an old card. So thanks again, uh, Royal Enterprises and Supply, for the movie passes. So we're going to go see The Matrix one of these days this week, and I'll be able to talk about it And uh, in spite of Keanu. I'll take, I'll take my, um, my earplugs that I use when I go shooting, or I used to use when I used to go shooting, and I'll bring those for when Keanu has some lines. I need guns. Lots I need guns. guns. We all need lots of guns. So I figure the, the money that we save with the school vouchers, we can use that money to um, beef up our security system, which is what we're going to need to protect ourselves from all these uneducated masses that are going to be running around really pissed off and unqualified to do anything for a living except uh, kill and steal. Like, let's build nice big walls around Weston and Pembroke Pines and all of these nice places, and then all of the haves can move into the walled, safe enclosures, and then the rest of the nation can just pretty much rot and squander and kill each other and beat each other to death. I think that's a good idea. Miami, hello. Yeah, how you doing, George? All right. How's it going? Uh, Couple comments on reference to schools. Um, first of all, I'd like to make a point. I think as far as this voucher system, I don't know if a lot of people are aware. It's not going to necessarily be if your kids are going to private school. It's an automatic voucher. It's it's going to be the legislature is going to rate it, uh, and basically the school has to get an F in order for the voucher system to go through. That's what's going on right now. They're starting it with those four really bad schools up in the Panhandle. And that's the way that it starts. But eventually, if uh, the article is correct, it goes on to say that eventually it will extend to anyone who wants to send their kid to a private school for any reason whatsoever, even if it is a religious institution. Yeah. Well, the that's, problem... that's, well that's, They're not going to stop until they do that follow-through, get it all the way done. Well, I also think, I mean, it's in reference that... I have a son that goes to a private school. I mean, it's my prerogative to send him there. Absolutely. I want him to get some, edu- no, no you know, religious education. You fill your head up with your kid's head up with whatever you want to fill it up with, and to the best of your ability. I think it's unfair in a way, though, that I do still have to pay taxes uh, for school, and it and completely that's, that's go to Dade County. That's the whole Maybe point. Maybe it should that's be a fifty-fifty system, where fifty goes to your education if your kid goes to a private school, and fifty percent still stays in the public system. You know, not complete. Well, take away all the funds from the public All right, schools. well, call Governor Jeb and uh, tell me what he says. 25 to 1 on WQAM, Mobile in West Palm. Hello. Hey, George, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, George, you seem to be the only guy down here that's making sense with this whole educational process. Oh, really? So, Don't tell anybody. 
<laughs> if the secret might get out, they might actually do something. Yeah, right. Um, I just recently relocated down here from up, up in New York. I went to school down here and, you know, wanted to come down. I have no kids yet, recently married, but, you know, I'm starting to wonder what's really going on with the school system. And I'll give you an example yeah, and, 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 and even, give, even give you a solution. Okay. We've got a close friend of the family that's a teacher in, in a magnet school in Palm Beach County. Mm-hmm. Um, she's paid relatively low. Right. Um, especially compared to what I've seen, especially up north. Right. But here, here's a girl who's buying her own school supplies because the school can't afford the supplies. Yeah, that's and that's in, sure. that that to me is mind-boggling. Right. But but yet they want to attract higher level um, teachers. Look at look at the model that that's up in the Northeast. Okay. Teachers up there have master's degrees. You can't get a job as a teacher in elementary school education. Without a master's degree. Up there? Up there. Really? Especially where I came from in Long Island. I had no idea. And as another point that I want to make, if they bring the actual funneling of cash, so the dollars down on a micro level to the individual school districts, you might have more of a say in what goes on. Because I know for one thing, I'd be going to pay a little bit more to live in a better area for more money to be spent for my kids to go to school. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I'm a believer in the public school education, but instead of trying to running running the system as a county, as an example, why not bring it down to a municipality level? Okay. Because at, at that level, you can raise your tax maybe another one percent, and I don't think people would have that much of a problem paying a little bit more in taxes to give them a better educational. But system. you know, there's people that are going to say, and and they do have a point. That means you're you know the inner city schools are going to be neglected. They're going to be getting less money for their kids, and these are the kids that need the education the most. Well, because they have, to, they don't have the good home life. They need, uh, they need more intervention in their lives at the school level because they're not getting it at the uh, household level. I understand that point, but in order to build the educational system, and even in the inner cities, you're going to need to do something like base the dollars that are getting, that are being brought into that school, based on the the competency level of the students. If not, close the school and bring them into a new school. Okay. You know, you, you don't have to have one or two, one one elementary school one high school, one middle school, to have those kids funneled into. All you have to do is three or four of each type of school in a given area and allow them the access to go to any one of those schools. All right. Thank you very Thanks, much. George. Have a you good bet. day. Bye-bye. And, uh, you know, his point, it goes to the uh, to the busing thing. A lot of people are very upset about the busing, which I'm not crazy about. The whole idea was to mix the kids up to make sure that, you know, the black kids go to nice schools and uh, the white kids uh, – get exposed to black people. I don't know, uh, you know, the logic behind that. But anyway, yeah, the the schools in the nice neighborhoods are usually better schools, and the schools in the poor neighborhoods are usually poor, unequipped schools. Uh, And obviously that's wrong, and that needs to be corrected. And a lot of things about the schools need to be corrected, like this whole portable thing. Man, everywhere you go, the overcrowded schools, and they've got rows and rows of portables where the uh, playing field used to be these portable buildings and that used to be the the excuse was these are temporary fixtures well they're not temporary they're there year after year after year and they put more more on more on year after year more portables we're very overcrowded we need more schools in the inner city you need more schools you need more money going to those schools and uh if if the inner city schools were good well-funded well-staffed schools you wouldn't have people wanting to bust their kids out of those schools. You wouldn't have all these pro-busing things. I don't want my kid to spend two hours on a bus, an hour on a bus going to across town somewhere. I want them to be able to walk to school across the street, you know, walk to school with mommy, ride their bike, et cetera, and so on. 
21 till 1, 560 QAM. Give your brain the day off and listen to the big dog, Defoe and Goldie. Mornings at 6, only on Sports Radio 560 QAM. It is so huge. WQAM is proud to bring you the WQAM School of Broadcasting. Yes, you too can have an illustrious career in the wonderful world of radio. If you follow our curriculum, the course is free. Of course, you'll work for free. Call 1-800-WANNABE and speak to our Director of Education, Mr. Lenny Martez. No, you want me a broadcaster. Uh, a what? A broadcaster, a broadcaster. Yeah. Uh, broadcasting. Yeah. Well, right. can you say news? E- news, news. News. Yes. News. No, it's not news, it's news. News. Uh, I'll take you on a tour. You need help. <sighs> Here we have the Joe Rose Beginners Course. We, 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 we. Repeat after me, man. We, 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 we. We, 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 we. Over here we have the effective delivery rules. We know what you need. We need you. Give us a call. All you gotta do is call us right now. Repeat after me. Mark out. Mark out. And over here we have to hate so much of him. And uh, open your books to um, page uh, 14. Repeat after me. And, uh, no, that's. What I want you to repeat. And over in this room is Josie Winnowbox. <laughs> yes, it's the wonderful world of radio. Ah, oh, radio, where you can hear your own voice. Let the WQAM School of Broadcasting provide you with the essential tools you'll need to make your wet radio dreams come true. I mean, uh, one come true. Where's my voice? 140560 WQAM, and I'm real happy that Lenny has a good sense of humor because, boy, he could, he could crush me with a thought. If he thought about hitting me, I would double over in pain. That's how massive this man's arms are. So I just thought about it, and uh, yeah, I, I decided I, I don't care about the voucher thing because I'll be fine. My kid will be fine. I'm just going to start taking the same attitude as everybody else has. My kid, as long as my kid's taken care of, screw all your people's kids, no matter what they happen to grow up like. And that's a, I think I had a good idea. I'll take the money that I save with the voucher and, uh, and beef up the security system, put some cameras out there, some uh, bulletproof glass on the windows of, of the house and the car, get some guns, because that's what we're going to have to do to protect ourselves from all these uh, uneducated masses. But that's what everybody wants to do. And so maybe the voucher system, the time for that is wrong right now. Maybe we should first pass the laws that will let us put all of these undesirable, low-educated people into camps. Then we can pass the voucher system. Then we'll be okay. West Palm, hello. Hey, how's it going? All right. I got I got some stories for you. Okay. All right, number one, I uh, I moved here from New York years ago. And the first year in elementary school, right, I was in second grade, my parents asked why I don't have any homework. Mm-hmm. And this is being after being in New York. 
and, you know, you get homework every night. Uh-huh. It's a good education up there, blah, blah, right. blah. Yes. Okay. Find out years later, my mom's working at the school. She finds out the teacher I had in second grade, number one, stole money from the from the class Okay. on field trips. That's great. Couldn't spell worth a lick. <laughs> okay. Okay. And later on, there's another teacher in the school who, who ended up being arrested on one of those, like, uh, you know, transvestite rings. Oh, great. You know, the the guys, the uh, smash and grab robbers. You know what? And that was probably the best teacher there. Oh, uh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> probably. But you know what? That, that That's a problem with the uh, with the schools. And the, the guy was right. Um, it, it's more about the affirmative action than it is about the quality. Yeah. And, and you know what? If, you know, a lot of things like the ACLU, you know, you're, if you, as long as you have that, no one can ever do anything about it. Yeah, I got real mixed feelings about them. You know, they're right on on a lot of issues. Yeah. And sometimes I, I wish that they would just uh, shut oh, up exactly. and sit down. And, you know, because we can't be playing around with our kids' education like that. Yeah. I, I couldn't have gotten a worse education the, the more, because that, guy call, that guy's call got me thinking about it. It was a sad, sad, embarrassing yeah. educational system that I went through down here. Oh, I'm sure. And you know what? I mean, I graduated high school here, too, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I kind of wish the fact, I kind of wish that I did graduate up in New York. I did go to school up there. Because I'll tell you what, when I left there in first grade, Mm-hmm. And I came down here to second grade. They were at least two years ahead of anything. Exactly about I was that. Doing. That's about right. I mean, it's amazing. The stuff I was doing in second grade, I was doing in kindergarten. And first and, grade. and across the pond, they're two years ahead of that. Oh, uh, it's it's amazing down here. Yep. All right, man. Thanks, Thank you, sir. You better believe it. Uh, it's it's bad. It sucks. And and by the way, it worked the same way in high school when I went from high school up there in Montana to my senior year down here. Same thing. I knew all this stuff. I knew everything, and, and not only that, talk about embarrassment, I had to go to a night school class to take computer programming when I was in high school, my senior year, 1982. Every school everywhere had computers. This, our stupid little high school in, in Libby, Montana, had a computer department, computer classes that I was all ready to take the following year, and I go to, to South Miami Senior High, big, illustrious, 2,300 kids, didn't have computers in there yet. I had to go to night school at Coral Gable Senior High to, uh, to take a computer programming class. It was sad and embarrassing. And the teachers, idiots, my physics teacher, senior year in high school, she didn't know anything. She would, she would tell us what chapter to read and that there's going to be a test on it. I mean, forget about it. We didn't do experiments. We didn't do anything. That was a waste. We, we sat in that class and, uh, you know, and shot the shit all day long. That's what we did. She was a joke. She was an embarrassment. And she was just one of many that were a joke and an embarrassment. Not that they all were. There's some good ones. There's always some good ones out there. But, I, you know, I don't even know what the ratio is, half and half. That's not a very good ratio. Mobile in Miami, hello. Hey, George. Hey. Hey, I think you're really on to something here today, and it's, uh, it's, it's fun to talk about it. With what, the female orgasm? Hey, that's another deal. Okay. Oh, no, the education thing. I think people care about it. Uh, yeah, but, I, I don't know. Sure. Uh, only if they have kids, I think they care about it. The rest of the people, they don't, you know, they don't know from it. They don't want to know from it. Well, the reason for that is because it's the big city bureaucracies running the schools, and they're corrupt, and they, they waste money building schools, and everyone gets paid off. And the, and the states that have the nerve to test these teachers, like Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, how dare they? Hey, they like Florida. There was a huge stink when they started testing teachers down here. 60% in Massachusetts failed the first Whoa, go around. Tenth, really? Tenth grade, tenth grade proficiency. Huh. So they took it again. It's down to about 45% after they studied for the test. Unbelievable. So, you know, that's fair. By the way, the, uh, the private schools pay around 80% of Dade County pay here in Dade County. The good ones. Eighty percent of Dade County pay. We, right. We mean so they're less. paying less. They're paying less for the teachers. Eighty percent. The good ones pay about eighty. They use Dade County pay as a, as a, as to set the the, the ceiling. And really? They pay about eighty percent. That's not my understanding of it. I've the spoken truth, to some teachers. Uh, all right. Well, we'll. Do a, some you need to research. check that out. So you. We'll check it out. 
But so there's a reason for that, too. Guess why? Uh, because uh, they can be more efficient. There's community involvement. There's not right. all the big city uh, smaller, nonsense. Smaller involved. classes. Uh, and uh, this isn't about money. Your, your, your callers have it right. So all those things. It's, 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 well, it's going to take money to fix it. It's going to take money to pay no, no, better. They're always spending the money. We already lead the world to per capita. We need to energy. spend it better. Is that what you're saying? Boom. All right. Thank you very much. And I, yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, to a certain extent, they do waste a lot of money on a lot of crap. I don't want to say the athletic programs. Oh, I'm sorry. I took advantage of them. You better believe I took advantage of the ex- uh, athletic programs in school. We had a nice weight set that uh, the cross-country and track team could go and train on. But, you know, you can play with your kid. The kid and and uh, after-school activities, that's what that stuff is all for. I, I would rather that they spent the money on the textbooks. Oh, what was the show? They had a thing talking about the textbooks. Oh, this is a dizzying subject. Um, I forget what show I saw it on because the wife watches all the Dateline, Nightline, 2020. Uh, Hugh, that's terrible. She makes me watch all of those news shows, which I'm glad she does because I, that's the only place that I learn anything. They're in uh, the Discovery Channel. But they were doing a thing about the textbooks and how the textbook manufacturers are our idiots. And they print all these grotesque uh, mistakes in the textbooks. I mean, the horrible, seriously grotesque things, especially like in the science books. They're doing like the little experiments that the kids are supposed to do, and the experiments don't work as as uh, the textbook would have it, which of course discourages the child or something like that. Uh, they they take the tests based on the information in these books, and then they fail these tests, these standardized tests, because the books are all full of crap, and there's nobody checking the uh, the facts in any of these textbooks, history books, science books, you name it. There's nobody checking any of the facts, and the booksellers, the publishers. They, you know, obviously they lie. They want to sell the product. So they're just putting these books out there, and they put these uh, authors, the names of the authors, these professors on the books, and they interviewed these professors, and they said, no, I never heard of this company. Uh, they never sent me a check. I never spoken to these people. None of my material is in any of these books. So they're lying. They're, they're putting uh, authors' names on these books that never wrote the books. They're just reprinting crap. The people that are writing the books are just, you know, stringers that are just banging stuff out on a laptop and filling the book up with, uh, with, with letters, with words, and then they put a lot of pretty pictures in there, and that's a textbook, and nobody's checking them. There's no system for checking the textbooks to make sure that we're actually buying accurate te- uh, textbooks for our children, and the schools will buy whatever's cheapest or whatever's uh, glitziest or, or, you know, whatever. So there's a whole other issue. The teachers uh, is one big thing, and then we have the textbooks. No system. I don't think that the nation has a system for uh, figuring out what's in these textbooks. Mobile and Tamarack, hello. Hey, George. Hey. Um, yeah, the guy that just called and said that uh, private school teachers make less money, and I know for a fact in Broward County that's true also. Is it? Oh, yeah, that's that's oh. a given. And you think about the tax base, I mean, how could you compete with, like, say, a religious school? How are you going to pay them more? Because okay. uh, they're paying tuition. The tuition ain't cheap. Trust me, we checked into it. Well, just, uh, for example, I live, I live in a place where... I give I mean that may be so. I'm not going to argue that. I mean, I just I'm just going on uh, word of mouth information from uh, from other people, so that right. could be the case. I don't know. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, my wife's a school teacher, right? It's a school, in a public school system in Broward, and also the technology is greater in in public school than this private school, also. Really? So every in, in Broward County, every every school from from ele- or not elementary from middle school up has access to the internet. Right. You're not going to find that. Yeah, they're they're using apples, man. They're using Apple Macintoshes. And oh, I know. I understand that. But I'm just saying that, so how how do they get better tech stores and everything? They got 
teachers that make less. Right. They have less technologies. The books are older. I don't yeah, know. See, that's not the impression that I have been led to. But that's the reality, though. Okay, if that's what you say. And, and I want to give you one more example. Nova uh -huh. High School, which is a public high school that's geared right. after private high school, where you can go from pre-K all the way up, Yes. is one of the few schools in the nation whose test scores are high enough because they mirror private schools. And okay. they do it with the same public money. So how do they do it? What's their secret? I have no idea. You, you tell me. Okay. If you can get somebody to come on and tell you that, I'd be happy. All right, we'll get Shylock Holmes. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. Yeah, that's not the impression that I was led to believe uh, as far as the uh, private schools go, but maybe if this guy says so. I know one thing, they do have smaller classes, more individual attention per student, more uh, parents who maybe spend a little bit more time with their kids for the homework thing. That's one thing that I, I discussed with the teachers that I've spoken to about this. Why is Joe Castello all angry? Why are you angry? Are they giving you a hard time? Is it the little gay Julios again? No, I'm I'm not angry. Oh, okay. You're just I'm very happy. You just look very uh, animated in there. I'm an animated guy. Okay, no no problem. Four till one on five sixty WQAM. Jim Bocaffer talks sports weekends right here on Sports Radio five sixty QAM. It's not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon. Can't get enough of those four foul-mouthed kids from South Park? Well, Comedy Central changes attitudes and latitudes with four wise guys from Alabama. Join the laughs on the all-new animated series, Deep South Park. You smell that possum meat in here, Billy? I bet your dad is in your sister every night. So, what's your point, Rufus? It's Deep South Park, with all the dirty language and ethnic slurs to ensure instant success. I'll come every time I f*** up. Some gets in the with the sheep. That's because the is a and he don't like sheep. It's Deep South Park, just like South Park, except with outrageous southern accents. Oh, my God! Thank you, Billy Bob, you Yankee bastard! Oh, well, let's go hunt some roadkill. Deep South Park, coming soon to Comedy Central. 102.560 WQAM, Miami, hello. What's up, George? How hey, what's going on? Much. Hey, the thing is also that in private schools, the business aspect does not, does not get involved with the teaching aspect. Teachers are freer to do what they want, and they have less responsibility to show, you know, something for their work. Okay. I mean, they're they're, they're be, like you said, they're able to give more one-on-one -on -one attention to the kids, and they're freer to go through new ways of teaching. They're not regimented, uh, is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, because public schools, you have to have your lesson plan, and that's uh -huh. being like that's every true. week. That's right. And if you, you have to follow that lesson plan like a hawk. Right. And they got to be turned into the principal. Right. It's, it's all the standard. It's like a factory. It's a formula. Yeah, and they have to be approved by the principal or the right. administration before you can do it. Yep. I mean, it's a whole thing. That's why they get paid less, because it's less monotonous. Okay. And also on the uh, vouchers, they had a story in the Herald a couple of days ago that most private schools will not accept those vouchers at all. Really? I, I, yeah. I don't see how that's going to work. The but Archdiocese of Miami even said it. The biggest private school in Dade County said they will not accept those vouchers. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. So, all right. All see right. you later. Thank you very much. I don't know how that's going to work. You know, what if they just give you a tax refund? You know, they just cut you an, an IRS check or something like that. Or, I mean, I guess it's a state thing. 
I don't know how they're not going to accept the vouchers if they just uh, give you a check and then you cut the private school another check with the uh, with the voucher. So I don't know. I don't know. Whatever that guy says. I'm no expert. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Yeah, that guy was a retard. Okay. What do you got, sir? Hey, your boy guy's name is Joe Costello? Yeah. Imagine, imagine his first name was Abbott and his middle name was Nick. Abbott and Costello. <laughs> yeah, that would be hysterical. I, I laugh about that thinking about it just spontaneously driving down the road sometimes. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Yeah, hey, George. Hey. Uh, I have a perspective on the school systems between right. the North and the South only for the fact that uh, through grade school, junior high, and high school, I, I was transferred back and forth every winter. Mm-hmm. And I'm 53 now, but uh, one thing uh, that I ran into when I first started coming to the Southern schools in the winter time was uh, it seems that this was back when they gave paddlings and so forth. Yeah. Um, the teachers in the classrooms were so slack with the kids, you know, that yeah, every night you go by the principal's office here? on your way to the bus. Down here you're talking about? Yeah, down here, okay. uh, it, there'd always be somebody in there getting a paddling. Now, up north, yeah, you heard of kids once in a while going to the principal's office. However, the teachers up there, and at that time there were, were no lawsuits going on, mm-hmm. uh, were taking care of business right in the class. Yeah. You know, our, my English teacher had a strong right arm, and she let everyone know the first right. day. Now, that got everybody's attention. There wasn't any disruption. Uh the biggest problem now, uh, along with what we've talked about, is the size of the classroom. Oh, no, there's no question. You know, I mean, the disruption going on. Talk about factory work and an assembly line. I mean, and the, the teachers, they don't have time for any student, much less, uh, you know, to take time with, with uh, each individual. They, you know, dealing with that many kids, I mean, that's, that's madness. Yeah, it, it is, and, and the size of the classroom, uh, I mean, that bleeds over the northern schools, too. I mean, that's a problem up there. They're up to like 33, 34 kids per class now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now I have a daughter that's 24 now. She's flying just for the Navy. She went to a public school in New Hampshire that only had maybe 300 kids in the whole school. Um, she came right out of that went to the Naval Academy, and uh, the thing that was going on there was there was great connection between the parents and the teachers, because, uh-huh. again, the size of the classes and everything else. Uh, and some of the bigger high schools up there, now they, they have their problems with the discipline, just like they do down here. But the quality of teachers, it's still different. Like the fellow from New York called in, uh-huh. they do have masters up there. They all, they all have their masters. And uh, they're uh-huh. there to teach kids. They're not there to put the lip gloss on, go to the beach, and, uh, you know, have their own good time on the golf course. You know, they're there for a reason. Okay. And uh, I just, oh, one other thing. Yeah. Uh, one of the schools I went to down here, and it was in grade school, I, my parents put me into a Catholic school up in Lakeland. Mm-hmm. They pulled me out of that so fast because they, uh, the nuns up there were so strict. Oh, yeah. Man. You know, and the new oh, kid on the block got picked on. The first day I was there, I had to stay after because of the kid in front of me. He kept smacking me with a ruler. Yeah. We both stayed there. I missed my bus. This is in the fourth grade now. I didn't know where the hell to go afterwards. The school was closed. Couldn't call my parents. She came looking for me, it, all distraught. And the next day, she said to the, nurse, uh, to the nun, she said, you want to see the wrath of God? The next time you pull that, you're going to meet the wrath of God. It's me. You know, and that Mary was it. Jesus. Okay, sir. Thank you very <laughs> Take much. Take care, George. Have a good day. Okay. That, was, uh, that could have been about half that length. What do you think? That whole story? Um, I know and this is a small town thing. This isn't a north-south thing. This is a big city, small town thing, we could actually have conversations with our teacher 
in the little towns where I lived, especially in, in Libya and in junior high and high school. You could go to the teacher after school or after class and actually have some one-on-one -on -one time with the teacher. You could, and this is going to blow your mind, you could call the teacher at home and just, hey, I don't understand something on the homework here. Cheerfully as ever, the teacher would help you out. We could do that. We could do that. Cooper City that High School. I, I can't fathom in, in South Miami with all those uh, thousands of kids. I can't imagine the teacher even having a listed phone number. In fact, uh, Cooper City High School always tests well. Mm -hmm. Really good school. We had that option with most of our teachers to call really? them at home if we had a problem. Oh, that's a good thing. I mean, I weep for the teachers, uh, you know, especially before test day. But, but that was a cool thing. I thought that was, uh, you know, mighty white of those teachers to take my calls and, uh, and spend time after school with me. We really didn't take advantage of it. You didn't take advantage of it? Oh, well, see, I did. I needed to catch up because I came from here. I came from Cracker School. Hollywood, hello. Hey, George, how you doing? All right. Uh, got some information here for you. Yes, please. When I moved to Florida in 1978, I called the Federal Government Department of Education, and they give you a ranking state by state of schools, how well they do. Yes. Well, in 1978, Florida was ranked 48. Wow. In 1998, Florida is still ranked 48. Okay. And and the problem seems to be all of these school boards, they're more interested in building new schools, bigger schools, and better schools. They're really not interested in the quality of education. And well, we, a better school would be a good idea. Well, a, a better school is great, but the quality of education to me comes first before you build Well, I thought school. that's how you defined a better school. Uh Let's forget the school aspect. I don't care if you teach these kids under a palm tree. Oh, you're just talking about the the building itself as a school. Exactly. So when I think of school. That's I where think of, that's where a great. I think deal of, of a, a place where the teachers work. I don't think of the uh, the hardware there. Well, well, a great deal of the funding goes for these schools. Right. To to you're talking these. about the building. Exactly. Okay. So when I talk about schools, I'm talking about. A uh, a place of work where the, I'm talking about the teachers. I'm talking about the individuals. Well, the quality the quality of teachers could also be improved. That's there, that's, there's that's, no that's doubt what's got to happen. Okay, thank you very much. Right. We're 48. Jesus Christ, 48. Nine after one on 560 QAM. Check out QAM on the internet. Just go to www.wqam.com. Sports Radio 560 QAM. I don't give a shit anymore. And some
Check up on the Sabbath service. I'll be ready to pray. I'll be sitting at my girlfriend's at the altar in the choir now. She'll be singing away. Be true to your show. One sixteen five sixty WQAM. I do have some record reviews, by the way, in my frantic searching for something good and nice to play for the kiddies here on the show, the vacation show. Uh, I listened to all of the new Shades Apart and Beth Orton. Shades Apart, I think, is actually getting some radio play, but let me just say to them, Valentine, I think, is the uh, the cut that they're getting played on. It's just cookie cutter, sounds like a whole bunch of crap. And uh, Beth Orton, uh, just a woman playing her guitar, singing about her pain, which is normally a good thing. I like that. Uh, not in her case. So these go into the public uh, consumption bin, not the garbage. I put them in the uh, a bin, and all my coworkers can root through and take whatever they want uh, at their at their leisure. That's what I do with the extras. But thank you, just the same, Tracy Neely, and thank you for the murmurs. I, I may never get around to playing them today after I spent all that time bleeping sucker-upper. What, you think I should play it? we got these people waiting on hold. Maybe in the next segment, if the calls drop off. I, you know, they're on hold. Hi, Aaliyah. Hello. Hello, George. Yes. How you doing? All right. A couple things. Um, one, you were right on about the way you're treated when you're in, going into those public schools. Oh, moved, like a, just like another number, that whole thing? No, like a total outsider by the rest of the students. Oh, total that outcast. thing, yeah. It happened to me, went to a um, junior high school up in North Dade, moved down here, you know, first year there, and no one even gave a damn about you. No, and you and boy, I tried. I'm the friendliest guy in the world. I tried. I did everything short of tap dancing on the desk. Yeah, it just to, didn't to work. To get somebody to acknowledge me, and uh, no, didn't didn't and happen. One other point. Back, well, it was about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when we first got the lottery, yeah. All the money raised from that was supposed to go to education as a right. supplement to the budget. Well, uh, well that's what, happened, that's they, what they you would have wanted it to do. What happened was they took that money and gave it to the school system and then took the money that the school system was already getting and said, well, now that the uh, school system is getting the lottery money, they don't need this other money exactly. anymore. They took that money but when they and passed it, it. When they passed the lottery, they were saying, oh, this is going to be a supplement. Right. Maybe they can improve it. You know, it's just another, you I don't, know, I don't remember people saying supplement. They just kept saying, we're going to pass the lottery. The money is going to go to the schools. That's what they sold the lottery with was right. with that chant. Exactly. What they didn't tell us is that they were going to do this big switch thing and then get rid of all the other money that was already going to the school. Exactly. So we're just in the same place we were. Exactly. So it didn't do any good. It did not. That's it. All right. Out of material. Thank you very much. I mean, if they actually did add money to the school budget, that would be that'd be a start. That would be a start right there. But then they got to, you know, put the money to use doing something, get some good teachers in there, get some textbooks that actually have the right answers in there. Get some discipline back in the schools. Don't take any crap. And the kids that don't want to be there, get them out of there. Get them the f*** out of there fast. Because now they're – and then again, 
with all due sympathy to the people that have your children that fit into one mold or another, the ADHD or whatever the hell, sorry, 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 sorry. You know, your kid either wants to be there and, and is there to learn something or they're causing a problem. And if they're causing a problem, they have to go away because it's not fair to the other kids. It's just not. Hollywood, hello. Hello? There's Ken Block. Still has no life, and he still smells. Lady in Miami, hello. Hello? Hey, yes. Hi, George. First of all, I think you're doing a great job. Thank you very much. And you have a fantastic voice for radio. Oh, shucks. Ah, it's true. When I was in my late 30s, I became a substitute teacher for Dade County. God help you. It's really the job from hell. Yeah. And I had a girl light a can of hairspray. And in front of, in the back of the class, as I was writing on the board, uh-huh. and turned around and I said, "You're out of here." And she said, "F you." Uh, uh-huh. Right. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's it's exasperating. And your disciplinary options were? Uh, well, you know, I I called for security. Okay. Okay. Um, try to find security is another thing. Right. But um, she should never have been there. She should never. No, I, without part. a doubt, without a doubt. Um, and see, I don't care if those people rot. See, the, the poor people, the inner city kids, the kids that come from poor families who want an education and want to pull themselves up out of the gutter, they should be given every single opportunity and the best facilities that money can buy so that they can do that. But you know, kids that don't want to be a part of the program, f*** them. You know, well, you're kind of right, okay? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, that's a little extreme, you know, because know, people say, oh, they should be put into special things. You know, you can only coddle them so much. I, listen, I agree. I mean, I, I, I substituted until I finished my degree. You can, you can have a BA and teach. Uh-huh. Um, but I went on to get my master's. I became a, an inner city high school teacher when, oh I, was 40, when I was 44 because okay. I wanted to make a difference, okay? Did, did you wear body armor? Well, you know what? I like the kids. I don't care for the for the administrators, but I I have I have once you get in there and you can deal with the kids. But George, I think we need because I really I had three teenagers at once in my home, mm-hmm. and watched everything that they did, and Lordy. through the grace of God they turned out okay. But I think that when, once I got in there, I was stunned by what I saw. I think we need to have school duty like we have jury duty. Really. And I think that they sh- we should have maybe two or three days a year. Uh, the employers who are screaming that we're, we're uh, graduating idiots, let them put their money where their mouth is and pay for the time off that people made. I, I don't know the logistics, but get it so that you get parents and everyone else involved and get them in the school and oh, see what's happening. They definitely have to be involved. Sure, There's let no them question. see what's happening. Let them see if, if they can't help academically. They can check uh, emergency contact cards where the kids give phony numbers all the time. They can call parents, let them know there's open house. There's nothing more desolate than open house in a public high school. Really? That's uh, amazing. We sure. haven't missed one. But you need, oh, well, you're a different kind of parent. You have, yeah, well, a, you have a cares special, about kid. well, you have a kid in, in the magnet program, and that's, that's fantastic. Now she's starting it next year, but not, okay. not up until now. Okay. But, but see, you're, uh, you're the exception. That's you know, sad. That's so sad. How can you not sad. care about your kids and where they go to school? Well, you know, like we said, anyone can. The open can houses are in the evening. The, you know, sure. when people are off work. I, I am telling you, there's nothing more desolate. Maybe out of and, and what happened is, I lost my job. I was an English teacher. I lost my job along with other very good, qualified English teachers uh-huh. when the state of Florida ran out of funding for English education. That's sad. And sure, and we're they went from 25 kids to a class to 38, 39 students. <laughs> to a class. I don't know how you can get to each kid. You, you have can't, one you, you can't have, and they don't. You have one counselor for every four or five hundred students. That's wild. Okay. That's so I think that if we get everyone you know where they have to I don't know again, I don't know the logistics how you would do it. 
but get them in there, have some kind of public television that uh, where they would get a, a mini class on just the basics of being in a high school because once we're out of high school, we just don't ever want to go back. Mandatory teacher's aid duty. For sure, of some sort. I, I okay. really think so. That's not a bad idea at all. All right, George. Thank you very Take much. Care, Definitely you have to visit your school and do the open house and the uh, surprise inspection and all that wonderful crap. I had no idea that the, it was so desolate. All the uh, elementary open houses are pretty busy. At least they seem to be. Kendall, hello. Kendall. Yes, um, yes, George, you're doing a great job. Thank you, sir. Actually, I am a uh, public school teacher. I'm at the end of my lunch break right now. God, God bless you. And uh, that lady actually touched on an interesting uh, idea. That may just work. Get the parents in there and actually see how, and, you know. Because if you're a public school teacher, I know that you have disciplinary problems where they do call the parents, and it's not my Johnny, not my Stevie, yeah. not my kid, no yeah. way. I will say this, from the, from the perspective of inside the classroom, the number one problem of education is class size. There, there truly right. is no way to continually put out miscellaneous, socially involved fires that are going on throughout the classroom, right. and and also reinforce the importance of learning. It's just there's just too many kids, and there are. And 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 if there were and if there were a fewer number of kids, certainly you know fewer numbers of kids could get away with what's going on right. when teachers only have two eyes and two ears, right. and. And schools, um, you know, to put a positive spin on things, there are schools that are full of good kids, and I think it's important oh, to, to recognize right. that. It's, it's for them that we have to, you know, get the bad kids out of there right. and bring the but, level up. It's, I mean, those are the ones that we're doing it all for. You know, the kids I mean, that don't want to be there, you know, they're going to be losers, you know. That's a great point, and, and that's the way I handle it in my classroom. You know, for the, for the, you know, I have 35, 36 kids per class, and for the 25 of them that are great kids, I'll bend over backwards. But for the 10 that aren't, I just throw them out of my room, and, and I tell the administration Good. just that. I, I tell them, I go, look, I'm not willing to sacrifice the education of these, of these young you know, men and women right. or the, you know, the, the clowning around of others, and, and that's that. Amen, and I brother. think if, if, if teachers take a stand, normally um, the administration will support that kind of thinking. So. Great. Well, thank you very much for uh, all your hard work. You got it. Keep it up. Thank you very much. And it's 26 after 1 on 560. Only one South Florida radio station has the hammer. And you're listening to it. At Goldberg, weekday afternoons at 2, Sports Radio 560, QAM. I think I like my baby. <laughs> Martha, I can't get up. What do you mean? Well, the older I'm getting, the tougher it is to climb out of bed and start the day. George doesn't know it, but this morning he's getting Prune Tang, a brand new breakfast drink that'll get him up and active before he knows it. Here, honey, drink this. Mmm, not bad. Tastes like cranberry juice and tuna. I'm feeling good. I feel like I could move a mountain. Come here, you little muffin. Oh, George. Don't let age get you down. Try the new breakfast drink sleeping the rest homes of America. New Prune Tang. Prune Tang. It stores everywhere. 13560 WQAM. Boy, I just love the way that ends. All right, I may or may not get to the murmurs, but uh, we have all these calls. Miami Lakes, hello. Hello, George. Yes, sir. Uh, two things. Uh, first of all, um, knowing or not knowing, uh, public schools are being funded through four different channels. First of all, property taxes, 60% of all property taxes go directly to the school school zones. Okay. Second, impact fees on new building construction. That means that every time a home goes up, uh, yeah. there are fees assessed to that property. Okay. Uh, because they are, quote-unquote, uh, over uh, overpopulating the current 
Correct, school system. right? They're going to be generating children. Right, right. more right. children, more rooms right. for the right. house. That makes sense. That's exactly. Fine. But uh, what is really not fair about the impact fees is that the homeowner, uh, even though he decides to send his child to non-public schools, such as private schools, uh, he's going to get these impact fees regardless. Right. And while the, the people pay taxes regardless, the, exactly. all, of the, all of the sources come from people, whether you send your kid to a private school or not. Exactly. The logic behind that mm -hmm. is that an educated populace benefits everyone. Oh, of course. An educated populace uh, brings down crime and brings society up as a whole. That's why we bill everyone. Exactly. But you know that uh, back in the 70s, I, I'm probably in your same, your same age group, Back when paddling was allowed. When paddling uh, was allowed, yes, I, I got paddled. I got paddled plenty of times. <laughs> I, not plenty of times, twice, <laughs> and, uh, and it sucked, and it was wrong. It okay. sucked, uh, but, uh, it, you know, it straightened things out, and, uh, and I ended up pretty good. But um, the way that I, I figure is that um, school, the school system today, back uh, figuring out where, where it was back maybe 15 to 20 years ago, and, mm -hmm. you know, you're in my age um, bracket, um, compared to, to today, uh, with all these uh, special liberties that the, the children uh, or adult um, uh, children have nowadays, yeah. uh, is that the child gets away with murder most of the time in the classroom, right. the disruptiveness, yes. um, which was, was not tolerated back in our day. But well, to a lesser extent. And to a lesser extent, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but that, that wasn't the problem in our school. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had paddling in our school. It just sucked. The school sucked. The teachers sucked. Okay. Everything sucked. Okay. Well, paddling was was a good remedy for for. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't. You know, that's. I have very mixed feelings about yeah. the paddling thing because uh, on the one hand, right. uh, I don't want anyone touching my daughter. I'll I'll take care of the discipline at home. But see, because I will right. take care of it at home, I right. understand that other parents will not. Other parents say. Don't touch my kid. Don't paddle my kid. Right. I'll take care of it. But then they don't take care of it. So exactly. Very mixed feelings. Exactly. In other words, now, my my position is paddle everybody else's kid, not mine. That's, right. Exactly. That's where I stand. Now, what what I figure, and uh, you could you could see where I'm where I'm looking at this is that most of the people that are against the voucher system, yes, basically are either representing the the teachers' unions, or uh, representing a special interest group that is going to be indirectly or directly effect, affected. I, I don't see that at all, and I don't well, see that. Well, the reason that I, that I say this is because um, most of everybody... Like I, I'm, not, I'm against the voucher system, and I'm not directly, indirectly, or uh, you know, involved in any of those things. Okay, let me ask you this, George. I think it doesn't make any good sense to take right. money away from public schools, and that's what's going to happen. Okay, what's, what's going to happen is this. Uh, since competition will be brought into the arena... Oh, yeah, that's going to work. We have competition with other states, other schools, other countries. Competition isn't going to make any effect, have any uh, effect on what the government does. Mm -hmm. And as long as schools are government institutions, they're not, you know, it's not a free enterprise system, the public schools. Oh, exactly. You want now, to make, so you want to make all the schools a free enterprise? No, it, no, 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 no. I don't want to make anything. What I'm saying, what I'm, what I'm the, looking in at that is... Case, in that case, then, yes, the, the principle of competition would have an effect. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But, you know, competition doesn't have any effect on how the post office does business. Right now, because they have no competition. Right, but see, most of the time they blame us, the the people that can't afford to send our kids to private schools, for the the lack of the the other children which which have to go to to uh, public school. They're saying, well, we're over populated. That's why we have these these problems of the children are not learning because there's no no time for the teacher to spend with each child. But the answer would be, 
is if the poor children had the same opportunity as the better off children, more or less, uh, right. that they were allowed to go to a school which had a much lesser amount of children per, so per classroom. So your point is the, the vouchers are good because the, all the rich kids are going to leave the school and then that'll have a lot of elbow room for all the poor kids. No, the, that'll, the, that'll reduce the, the class rich, size. The rich or the poor won't, it won't be a, sub, a manner of, of, it will not be a question of richer or poor. It would be that the same opportunity given to a uh, child that his parents can't afford him to send him to a public a private school that same poor child that is being bused, and probably 90% of the time they are being bused. Yeah. Uh, into well, the, the busing is wrong. Why don't we take care of the school that's in their neighborhood? Exactly. Now, I, I am also, I've, I went through the phase of busing also. Uh-huh. And I think that busing is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Of course it is. And, I don't and, want my kids schlepping across town. Exactly. And if we were to figure in how much money we would save by not busing these kids from quote-unquote Poor neighborhoods into well, we, we on that, sir. Thank you very much. I'd like to move on. We have a board full of calls. Uh, yes, the busing is wrong. We have to take care of the schools in the inner cities. That's what it need, needs to happen. And uh, again, I don't understand how uh, the voucher system is going to help the schools in the inner city, and, unless it's by the logic that that guy said. Uh, you know, it'll it'll free up the schools by getting the rich kids out of there. I know that's not what he said he was saying, but I think that's what he was saying. Dania, hello. 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 Hey, George. How you doing? All right. George, uh, my thought, I don't have any children. Okay. Um, but I believe... So you probably feel like you shouldn't be paying taxes? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm no, just no. kidding. No, no. I, I don't feel that way at all. Uh, I agree with you. As, you know, an educated society, you know, is better off. Uh, my question to a lot of people that I've talked to that are friends of mine with children, are they willing to pay more money than I have to pay or a person without children well, we already do in, in the manner of, uh, first of all, there are a lot of things. It's not all free, like the field trips, uh, the, the higher up in grade they go, mm-hmm. the more out-of-pocket expenses the parents have with regards to field well, trips and school supplies. And, you know, we were talking about the uniforms yesterday. Let's not forget the school clothes and, and everything like that. There's this whole slew of things. So, uh, first of all, uh, yes, we do pay more. And I'll tell you right now, that if you want to make it so that we pay a higher rate of taxes, that's okay by me. Also. Yeah, you know, I, I know what you're saying, you know, but when you're paying for school trips, et cetera, I mean, you're trying to give your child, uh, you know, a higher quality of life. That's that's not, you know, we have, when we when we do the budget, I'm, I'm just using that for a figure of speech, sure. but when we, we, you know, put a priority on something, <clears throat> the, the kid the kid's education is is on top, is mm-hmm. number one priority. So sure. whatever whatever expenses, whatever it's going to cost to give her the best education possible, that's what we're going to do. Although once again, you know, the private school thing would have been really really steep for us, so mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't resort to that. Sure. Uh, you know, we we keep her in the uh, in the public school system, but but yeah, I, I think a lot of people will say, yeah, I'll pony up some more money. Those who can afford it. You know, it, it's it's a shame what's going out there. I mean, I have friends that are teachers that tell me horror stories. I mean, in Broward County area, uh, you're talking about uniforms uh, or clothes. Yeah. The other day, I had to make a run down the road from where I live, to, a, and I had to uh, go into a store that's near a local high school here, and it turned out it was just near lunchtime, and I seen these kids that looked 15, 14, 15, 16 years old going out of the school, going up mm-hmm. to the local Burger King for lunch. Right. And, George, I was appalled at their dress. 
What, they were dressed sloppy? Very, very sloppy. The pants down below their butt. Oh, the gangster kids the, and the, the skate punks and the everything. Head, oh, the yeah. head shaved with head professional shaved, tattoos sure. on the top of their head. Oh, yeah. You know, and I thought, you know, this is a scary generation. Sure it is. You know? And, uh, you know, well, it's going to end up three kids supporting, you know, a uh, hundred kids because, you know, we have a generation. Well, that's what's going to happen if uh, if we keep going the way that we're going and, and making sure that the poor kids and the inner city kids and the trash kids don't get an education. That's exactly what it's going to be. Three people supporting ten people. Yeah, yeah. Because what are they going to get a job at? Yeah, they're, they're, you know, there, there are only so many burger flipping jobs in the world. You know? <laughs> you know, I don't think I'd want some of these kids to even flip my burger. There you go. You know, and like that the teacher, the substitute teacher was saying, you know, about having, you know, people come in and uh, observe from the outside, which is fine if you're going to find enough people to come in and observe from the I, outside. I think their point know? was uh, they need to, like, force the, like, uh, jury duty. Jury duty, right. Yeah, force them to at gunpoint. All right, sir. Well, I don't want to waste your time, but it's a, it's a good – it's. It's scary out there. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. Lock all the doors. Thank you very much. 20 till 2, 560 WQAM. Ed Kaplan knows the scores. Starting at 10 till the last game ends. Weeknights only on Sports Radio 560 QAM. What's up, Mike? I woke up this morning with a feeling of despair. I looked for my pussy, but my pussy wasn't there. too often. 14 till 2, 560 WQAM. Should I take these calls or should I talk about all the problems we're having here at QAM and how we work with idiots? I, I, w- I would love to uh, to put the, the microphone on in there. It is so unusual being in the, in the room that you don't have any control over anything. I just have control over what goes on in here. It's the non-control room. It's very bizarre, very freaky. Kendall, hello. George. Kendall. George. Yes. Hey, what a powerful show, George. Uh, women in feet. Women and feet. You know what? We haven't had any women call up and talk about uh, their neglected feet. Not one. <laughs> Maybe someday. Listen, I got a question, George. I'm in and out of the car, but I heard you mention something about another school tragedy. It was a few years ago. Where was uh, it? A few years ago, 1927, the worst uh, school tragedy in U.S. history in Bath, uh, Michigan, or Wisconsin, or one of those places. Uh-huh. A disgruntled school board member and farmer was upset about the county taxes levied to pay for the school and planted dynamite all over the school. Only half the dynamite exploded. He killed 45 people, 38 children 
with dynamite. And guess what? He didn't listen to Marilyn Manson, and he didn't have a gun, and he didn't uh, play Doom, uh, and he didn't learn how to build bombs over the Internet, etc. and so on. I got you. He was just a pissed-off old man. Yeah, good story. George, right. thanks for the information. You bet. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Mobile and Kendall, hello. Mobile and Kendall. Hello, hello. Goodbye, goodbye. Let's try another Mobile and Kendall. It's me? That's you. How you doing, George? Doing all right. All right. Um, I just wanted to give a little positive note. My mom is a second grade teacher. Yes, God bless her. And what? I said uh, keep going. And she's like, she gives out her number to the little kids. Let's what? say when That's they have that's yeah, it's, it's it's unbelievable. Like the response she gets from her, from the parents too. Right. They're actually like uh, involved this year. Right. And she's she's like surprised by everything. Well, that's as it should be. You know, how often do you find people that care like that? And on top and on top of that, my mom has she's a second grade teacher. She's got forty kids. Forty kids. Forty in class. Yeah, in one class. And she's in her fifties. You know, she doesn't right. she doesn't get at home with too much energy. Right. She don't move too fast. Yeah. That's unbelievable. All right. Uh, and then closing? Yes. I pay to get pedals nowadays. Okay. Thank you very much. Coral Gables, hello. Hey, George. Uh, it seems to me there's a little bit of contradiction in, in what you're talking about today in, in terms of how you're presenting it. Okay. Please uh, help me out. First, I've got to turn my radio off here. Please. Okay. Um, you're basically saying that your education here in the state of Florida was terrible. It blew it. It's big when it sucked. And that, as far as you know, that your daughter, the education she's receiving here in Florida, is not what you would like for her to be and receiving. I, I think that the Broward County school system is just slightly better than the Dade County school system. But up until this point in history right now, mm -hmm. it wasn't an option. I didn't have the op the private school option up until, uh, I would say, this year in my life. Mm -hmm. so, okay, and if, so, And if it hadn't been for the fact that she's going into a magnet program, we would have done everything that we could to get her into a private school. But I still wouldn't have been in support of the vouchers, as selfish as uh, you know, that would have been for me. Well, see, that's the thing, though. We, we've established then that, this, that the state of... Uh... And, and again, the, the, the reason I didn't want her going to middle school in, in the public school system in Broward County is the particular middle school that she would have been going to. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to talk about that. You know, I don't want to say which one that is because a lot of people are, you know, going there with their kids and, and God help them. I just because she was complaining about the gangster uh, mentality and the gangster environment that was going on in her elementary school in the neighborhood where we moved. Sure. So and I, I could only imagine if that's the way it was in the elementary school, middle school was not going to be uh, better. Right. So that's that was the big thing. Well, that's that's understandable. OK. But um. The thing is, here we've had, you know, like I said, we've established that the education system now is not what we want it to be. Absolutely not. And yet we've got an idea here, which is the first uh, biggest, most radical idea as far as addressing these problems what, to come the, along. The vouchers? Not just the voucher system. That's one element of it, but the whole plan that they've proposed and, and which has been accepted. Say, the, Repub the Democrats have been in charge of, uh, of, of the state for I think about a hundred years or longer uh -huh. in terms of the legislation, legislative uh, body. Um, they have established the status quo that we're all not happy with in right. the education system. Uh -huh. Republicans are now in charge of the Republican legislation and governor. Right. And uh, I think and it's only fair to give them a chance before we start, you know, hey, cr what? criticizing the, their plan. They've got they've instituted a new plan. They've happen. acknowledged they've openly acknowledged which the Democrats it's wouldn't even do. It's going to happen. They've acknowledged that, that, that there are problems, big uh -huh. problems, and they've taken big steps to well, try to address see. them. We're going to see. I mean, I'm not, 
I'm not saying that uh, I'm not going to make a difference in the way that uh, this whole thing comes down. I just don't think it's a great idea to take money away from the uh, from the public school system, and you know that's going to happen. Well, I don't know. I think that uh, you look at it from the perspective of somebody who's attending one of those schools that, that really wishes they could do better for their child, and yet they can't afford it. Uh, they can't yeah. afford to send their school their ch- child to a better performing so private gonna, school. So we're just going to cut. Um, so that the, parent who's motivated and huh? So we're just going to cut everybody else loose. Is that the plan? Well, the people that want to, you know, get their kids a good education, you know, we'll give them vouchers, and the people that want to continue to support the public school system, uh, you know, they can rot, they, they can sink or swim. Well, in in a manner of speaking, yeah, but ideally, a lot of people schools altogether. Well, a lot of people have said, I Sir? think. Yeah. Why don't we just get rid of public schools altogether and those who can afford to send their, you know, and have vouchers for everybody? Well, because not all public schools have problems. There's only certain ones that have problems. That mm-hmm. these, you know, the, the, the way they're doing it is they're grading all schools on an A through F, and the ones where there's an, you're getting an F, um, then if parents are motivated enough to want to take their kid out and put them in a better school, then they should be given an opportunity to do happen? so. What's going to happen to those F grades? Well, hopefully schools? what will happen is that when they realize that that's coming, that they will do something. And I know you don't believe that competition has, plays a role in, in any government uh, workplace. Absolutely not. Well, I think it does. I think that when people, when it starts hitting I, these I people where they live... I fire under their ass. I think it's going to throw dirt on the, uh, on the carcass. I, think it'll light, I don't think it'll light a fire under the individual teacher's ass so much, but the principal is the one who's responsible for the budget. They're the ones who are, in a sense, graded for the performance of the school. Maybe it'll light a fire into their ass, and then they, in turn, will start, you know, motivating their teachers. Who knows? That's the point is, George. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to pronounce it a success either. Right. But the well, point it's is, gonna, it's, a, it's, it's something so new. We're late, we're late for a break. I acknowledge your point. We'll see what happens. Uh, thank you very much. If the uh, public school system dies and uh, goes to hell, I have enough money to send my kid to a private school, so it's not going to affect me. Seven till two on QAM. 